0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: everybody, I'm Richie Altman alongside Eugene Fitton coming to you live from Southern Sports Central Studios right here in Charleston, South Carolina, just a little small town on the coastline doing what we do here in the world of sports. We welcome you here tonight and oh, have we ruffled a few feathers since our last conversation and all began on Monday night right after the show where the word had gotten out, all oh, the secrets had been told that the high school league might shake and bake. And we're not talking the average conversation. As the word street was, they were going to make a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes, a lot of things could possibly be coming our way. And it could be an early, I would say an early spring present for the football programs, because at one point we heard that they weren't going to do spring at all, that they weren't going to allow boys of fall to be the boys of spring. And that, of course, is a big deal because that's when they get some extra work in and you get the upperclassmen or the underclassmen that are moving up to the upper side to take that new role as they hand over the, the role of leadership. Not to mention the extra practice you get in, not to mention the college coaches that to come by. I mean, there's a lot of things that it affects just alone in the spring. And then there was a conversation about how would it affect it in the fall. Starting a little later, starting a little later as uh, you look at the spectrum of and uh, before Labor Day. Now, I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to be honest with you. That's my language anyways. You know, let the boys of, of summer, which is baseball, let them go until Labor Day. And after Labor Day, we changed gears, changed the clocks, if you will. Let's get into that football season. I'm cool with that. And then they also mentioned about the playoffs. I said playoffs, and that is bringing it from five down to four, which is what we saw this year, and I'm okay with that. However, if I'm a coach, I'm not. I'm not so okay with that. Why is that? Well, that's because of the factor of uh, that's a week of pay that they miss out, right? A lot of schools are paying the coaches, for every playoff weekend. So that's an extra weekend of Christmas money, as they like to call it, that they're missing out on. So on a man that loves the coaches, and it isn't a coaches show tonight, and we are going statewide. I mean, from the grand Strand to the low country to the middle to the top, you name it, we're taking the bus, talking to coaches all night long. And I'm going to hear from all of them about their thoughts, their opinions, what they feel. You know, we talk about giving the players a voice. Oh, tonight, it is 2021, a year for the players. But tonight, it's a it's a night of the coaches. So the coaches show will be three strong hours right here on uh, Southern Sports Central. Let me bring him in just for a few, because we've got five minutes before we take our first break, and we load up on the Grand Street with Coach Rio out of North Myrtle Beach. But without further ado, Let me bring in the man behind the glass, and that's Eugene Benton. Coach Benton, what's the word?
2: Yeah, you brought up the playoff getting cut down uh, that extra week. Uh, So that's cutting out the three and four seed. Uh, Someone messaged uh, uh, me on Facebook uh, uh, from the Beaufort area, and I got one from the Columbia area. matter of fact, I think it was a Saluda parent that said, hey, look, if they cut it out and if this had been 2019, two state champions – wouldn't have even made the playoffs in 2019 Two number three seeds. I know one Saluda, I need to do the fact checking to get the other one. I didn't have time. Cause I just got the message. Uh, Saluda wouldn't have been in the state championship. They wouldn't have even been in the state playoffs. So that's kind of hmm. interesting for the two, a ball because they were a pretty daggum good team. You saw them uh, up close and personal. Uh, Saluda took it to, uh, took it to the playoffs. And uh, I remember because uh, they played the Barnwell team that was very, very loaded that, I got to see up close and personal and sent me home in tears with, uh, with a loss at the end of the season right there after uh, Thanksgiving. So that's an interesting stat. Now, I love that, you know, people are buying into what we're doing and sharing information. But, you know, again, you know, those coaches and players had a, a lifetime experience winning that state championship and making those playoffs. But, you know, uh, being a three seed uh, in 2020, they wouldn't have been in it. 2021, yeah. if it goes down to the one and two seeds only, uh, three seeds won't be in it. So, you, you know, it's not necessarily a Cinderella relative because, you know, Saluda says, hey, we were pretty daggum dominant. We just ended up as a three seed. And I think they right. were in that same conference there with Gray and – um, and uh, or at least Abbeville. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal, man. Uh, you know, we start talking playoffs, especially these kids that play this game their entire career. And I'm with you. 2020 was a year. It was a bad year for a lot of reasons. It was a good year for some reasons, too. But uh, I think if we're going to try to get back to a sense of normalcy, let's do things the right way. People are, you know, the vaccines are being passed out. Uh, people are kind of, you know, ha- have had at this point now, we're, we're in February, almost March. We've almost had a, a year uh, of living uh, under different circumstances. So I think, yeah, you know, I think we're here. We're, we're more supportive of uh, letting the extra teams in uh, under certain circumstances. I know we talked about the good when it comes to uh, one and two seeds and not having teams in that only won one or two games. And, hey, you know, I mean, they get blown out in that first game. It's probably not a good experience for the kids. But, you know, being in the playoffs is something something special. It's a whole new season. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, it's better if we can try to get back to that sense of normalcy. So thank you for the uh, salute parent, to send out the stat. And, uh, you know, for the, for the three seed, that's a very, very good piece of information to have. It's a very, you know – when you, when you start looking at the whole picture, that's a big piece of the puzzle considering in that year we had two state champions that were three seeds that under, you know, any proposal and, of course, what happened in 2020 wouldn't even have been in the playoff.
1: Yeah, very good stats there coming in again. We thank you guys for following, for loving on us, to believing in us and supporting us here at Southern Sports Central. As tonight, again, it is a night of high school coaches and athletic directors are leading the way here tonight on Southern Sports Central. You know, the only guy that we didn't get in touch with, same on us, Coach Smitty. Maybe we should reach out to him if we get a time slot open up, but he can reach out here and uh, he can catch in as well. Of course, uh, you know, he and the, uh we've done a, a great a great uh, service uh, in the last year of working together with him over there, of course, and uh, CE Murray. Now, the big news coming out of that school is there's some uh, some schools coming together as one, and they've got a very incredible helmet. We'll talk maybe about that. In a few. Now, here's the guest list. We'll save this. We'll go to break. We'll come back. And the bus is almost up to Little River, which means North Myrtle Beach is looking at that Southern Sports Central bus coming into the parking lot. And we start there at 615 with Coach Real David Shelton going to try to jump in here about 620. So, it's probably going to be kind of a a quick session with him because uh, we've got him slated for 630. But we'll do what we can to get him in and out because he's got a lot of things happening around the low country. Then at 7 o'clock, we go to Andrew, South Carolina. Coach Durham, he's an athletic director. He's also the head football coach. He checks in with us at 7 o'clock. 720, Coach Walford. he is over at Northwestern as we head to the upstate or that other side of the upstate at Northwestern. Then we go to the upstate, 740. Coach Scott is going to be checking in with us over at Westside. We can't wait to catch in with Coach Early at that point. Then at 8 o'clock, it's Coach Curtis, AC Flora on the clock. That in the capital city or right outside over there, A.C. Florida, 8.15, where are we heading to? Well, it looks like we're going to be going over there. The Coach Leppard, who's at Gilbert, Gilbert High School, will be on the clock at 8.15, and if it works out great, at May River, Coach Summers, oh, it's going to be a good conversation with him. He's got a few things going on, so we, we're just going to hope and pray that it works out that he's able to uh, join us and uh, talk to us. But uh, that's about the guest list as of tonight going to be a locked and loaded show. We're talking about was talked about today, which, by the way, unanimous vote that they're going to have a regular spring season. The caveat to that is they're going to let the districts control it. Now, you guys know, like I know, even here in Dorchester County, too, where we're located here at Southern Sports Central, you know, they took basically all of December and most of ja- all of January, if I'm not mistaken off. So, uh, you know, that district did it a little different. Even in football, they were one of the last districts to get back and running literally like a week before the season started. So all of that being said, just because the South Carolina High School League has said it's a normal spring as it has been, yes and no, which basically says we'll find out what the direction of each district and that of of course uh, the leadership in that area decides to do. A quick song here is it felt a little like summertime the last couple of days here. Let's throw a little summertime music to you guys. We'll be right back and we will be with Coach Real from North Mortal Beach, right out of this, guys. Don't go anywhere.
3: Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause this is summertime. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac, and with a penny pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you and to get you equipped for the summertime. All the kids playing out fun. little boys messing around with the girls playing double dutch. While the DJ spinning a tune as the old folks dance at your family reunion. Then six, the clock rolls around. You just finished wiping your car down. It's time to cruise, so you go through the summertime, hang out and looks like a car show. Everybody come looking real fine, fresh from the barbershop, applying the beauty salon.
0: Whoa!
1: Welcome back, everybody, and in style, we give them the Ric Flair introduction, and you know where we are, Little River, North Myrtle Beach High School, and Coach Rill, who has done it in fashion in 2020, where this is a year that they want to remember, is they won the region, they played in the state championship game, and this guy right here has probably got the Ric Flair robe on right now, as he's got all these trophies and bling that him and his team have picked up along the way. Coach, welcome back to the show.
4: What's going on, buddy? How you doing?
1: Man, if I was any better, I'd be playing for you year coaching with you or being the voice of the uh, of the Chiefs up there. Man, you guys are doing it, buddy.
4: Yeah, I gotta I gotta step up my robe game though, man. Rick Lair did it hard, um, you know. I gotta <laughs> I gotta get me a couple of those things to wear around. Uh, I'm gonna call Jody Generette and, uh, <laughs> and see if I can get one from him. Maybe borrow one and sport it around a little bit. Um, but yeah, things are good up here, man. We're uh, excited to get into second semester. Excited to get our football class going, get our weight room stuff really vamped up. You know, we've had a lot going on, but um, starting to get back to some sort of normalcy, you know, of what we've been used to. And um, kids have been working like crazy the last week being in here. So it's just really good to get back with those guys and and get our coaches back in here and start working for, you know, our 2021 season now.
1: Now, Coach, uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations on your season. I haven't talked to you since the end of it. Uh, great job on and off the field. I mean, I know I had a chance to talk to you as you guys, uh, you know, you won that big game uh, in the playoffs to beat Myrtle Beach. I was there watching that one. That meant more than a lot of people know, unless you're from the Grand Strand. You, you don't really understand. It wasn't just a playoff game. It was a lot on the line that night. You guys uh, did a phenomenal job. You also had a lot of guys sign uh, this past uh, signing day. One of those, Chase Simmons, man, the big dude did big things. Heading to Syracuse, uh, had a chance to stay home, but – an opportunity and I think it's a good one for him but he wasn't the only one coach tell us a little bit about your national signing day it seems like you guys continued that momentum after the season ended
4: yeah we had a really good day um, as an athletic program you know we, we had uh, two or of, three of our guys sign um, we also had a, a great volleyball player all-state player she signed had a great uh, soccer player sign uh, miss Downey and, and it was just a really good day for our, our, our whole program but um, you know, Chase signing with Sarah Hughes, getting to, getting to go play, you know, in the ACC. And then, um, you know, Henry Duke, kid that came in and played for us this year. Uh, he's going to Virginia. And then our, our starting will linebacker, Billy Barlow, who, in my opinion, doesn't get as much credit as what he needs just because everybody knew he was going to Clemson to play baseball. But uh, I think if you talk to anybody that we played against this year, uh, Billy was a – he was a game changer, man. And uh, just his mentality and how he played and – You know, you're talking about a guy that's got a chance to get drafted this year, you know, in the baseball draft, and for him to come back, um, just play with reckless abandonment, really, you know, the whole time he's been here, and and for him to, you know, sign that scholarship to go play baseball at Clemson, um, just says a lot about him and kind of his makeup. So, uh, you know, really happy about the guys who got signed. We've still got probably uh, at least four or five more uh, guys that we know are going to get in somewhere. Um, they're trying to decide, you know, kind of where they're going to go. Look at the financial packages and see what best, you know, works for them and their families for the next four years. So uh, we'll have another signing day probably in the next month, month and a half, and and really celebrate, you know, those seniors that have meant so much to us and have 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 given so much to our program. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna celebrate them really hard too. Whenever those guys decide, you know, where they, where they want to end up going.
1: Hanging out on the campus at North Myrtle Beach. That's the Chiefs. These guys won the region and did a lot of big things on and off the field this past year. And it was all led by the man on the phone with us right now, Coach Reels. He's hanging out on the Southern Sports Central bus there in the parking lot of uh, North Myrtle Beach. Little River, if you will, up there on the Grand Strand. Now, Coach, as you know, we we, we all saw the news came out Monday night. Now, you probably knew about this before it got posted because you guys have a a pretty tight bond of uh, fraternities in the coaching realm. But, you know, there was the conversation about taking away the spring sports and uh, moving some other things around, one less week of playoffs, which we just saw that, so it wouldn't be uncommon, and then moving the season back towards after Labor Day. Now, we saw that as well. Just kind of your thoughts on, on having it looks like the opportunity to stay with the spring because this is going to get conditioning back in check, which I thought we saw a lot of that hit us about midway through the season. Plus, this is going to give some opportunities, hopefully, for colleges to come around during the spring season as well. Coach, uh, give us your thoughts on on the three things I just talked about.
4: Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, last year was kind of an unprecedented thing. And and we really had to do first, you know, what was the safest thing for our players and coaches. You know, that was the very first thing we had to figure out is how we could do it and do it safely. Um, And second of all, you know, it had never been done before. So there were so many factors that we didn't understand. We didn't know what was going to work. So you had to obviously alter and change, you know, as much as we could to give our kids just a chance to play. You know, because I think when we saw things happen in the spring, where our baseball teams, softball teams, soccer teams, track, you know, nobody got to compete. And, and as a coach, there, there was nothing worse for me than seeing, you know, those people that are in this weight room with me every single day during school work so hard, watch them work so hard for four years, and just not get, you know, not get a chance to to perform, you know, that last year, or those juniors, those sophomores who were vying for those scholarships, you know, so I think we've we've all put a lot of thought into it, and try to, you know, come up with the best way we could to make sure this year we had a season, but, you know, moving forward, you know, we got to make sure we're still doing the best things across the board going into this next season, and for me, you know, this this off season coming up for the fall sports kind of kicks off the next, the next year, you know, of sports for our high school season, so, um, you know, I think it's just important that we keep all these things in mind, we keep adjusting to the technology that we have, we keep adjusting to the advancements we have as far as vaccines, um, you know, learning, you know, how to, how to do things properly, how to take care of our kids, how to take care of them at practice, how to practice, you know, educating those guys, educating our coaches, um, and we're we just need to keep evolving, you know, and dealing with this thing, but, you know, try to keep things as normal as possible to allow for, you know, our kids to have chances. I've got kids You know, this this past season, you know, Chase doesn't get that offer at Syracuse if he doesn't play. Henry doesn't get that offer at Virginia, you know, if he doesn't play. Um, We've got, you know, our our running back ran for 1,500 yards this year. It was his first year playing running back. So, if if he doesn't play, there's no way he's got six offers right now. You know, and and I think about, you know, all these other schools in our area that will be in the same boat and maybe, you know, multiplied by two or three with their kids. You know, so – you know, we just got to keep fighting for, you know, things that we think are best for our kids. You know, it's not a a coach real thing or or a me thing. It's, it's what's best for our kids, you know? And I think the more we can stick to our normal routines, the more we can, can keep getting our kids, um, you know, back into those routines uh, to take care not only of the sports side, but just the academic side, you know, getting kids back in school safely, you know, more than two days a week. That's what we're working towards, you know? So, um, There's so many things that I think we're in a better place, obviously, than we were last year. Um, we just got to keep monitoring those things, keep working towards those things, and you know, make sure that we're doing everything we can to put ourselves in the best situation we can. And for us, you know, spring's a huge development time for us, uh, weight room wise, conditioning wise, um, just you know, overall, growing our younger players, growing our guys that have been in the program for a while. Um, you know, we share a lot of our guys with the baseball team and lacrosse team and the track team. So, you know, spring for us this year with things pushed back a little bit, you know, it could be a lot different. We may not have our starting quarterback. We may not have uh, some of our starting guys. So it's going to give us a chance, you know, to develop those younger guys even more so than what we would on a normal scheduling year. So, you know, for me, I think it's just being consistent, um, you know, still progressing, um, still trying to put ourselves – in the best
5: situation we can,
4: you know, for the next for the next season. And I think that's what our, our coaching group across the state has really, you know, come together on over the last two or three days when all this stuff kind of started becoming prevalent. And the talk of, you know, canceling the, the open season and, and not having spring football and, and maybe the schedule being pushed back. You know, I think our guys statewide, I know here in Oregon County, we're a very close-knit group. Uh, we, 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 you know, we communicate a ton. Um, you know, trying to fight for um, the things that best service our programs. So, uh, I think, you know, I've, I've reached out to a lot of guys over the last couple of days. Been, been fortunate enough that um, those guys, you know, gave us some, some quality feedback. We were fortunate that our, our athletic directors and our, our committee, they heard our, what we wanted to do. They supported it. Um, they made it known today in our meetings. And, and, and you know, luckily, we got that vote passed. And, and we're, we're, I think we're in a good place right now, you know, so I think we need to continue talking, um, continue, you know, like we do observe, uh, adapt, change, whatever it is we need to do to best put us in a situation for our kids to be successful. Well, I think right now we've done a good job of doing that.
1: Hanging out quickly here on the Grand Strand up there in Little River at North Myrtle Beach uh, with our head coach, Coach Real. Appreciate your time here tonight, Coach, but, you know, uh, and I and I got to tell you this, uh, on behalf of Southern Sports Central, we appreciate you guys, the Coaches Association, uh, you guys getting in there early so that this is a conversation that we're able to work together with the uh, the powers that be up there at the South Carolina High School League and, and Commissioner Jerome, you know, up there. And, and again, you, you see some of the other conversations, though, that kind of came out of uh, the last 48 hours, and one of those was adjusting next year. Now, Coach, you – Great run. You made the state championship game. You won the region. You did a lot of great things. Did you like having a a four game, or do you rather have the five games? And I know there's different sides because, again, there's some districts who pay their coaches by the extra playoffs. So that's what we like to call Christmas money, uh, as I would expect, Coach. But there's also time for some kids who may have not gotten in it if it's a shorter season or shorter playoffs. Coach, kind of give me your thoughts on what you would like to see next year and maybe some adjustments or none at all. I'd like to get in on that Christmas money you're talking about. It'd be good. Um,
4: (laughs) But, um, you know, all all jokes aside, you know, I think for me, and and we're kind of in one of those regions where, you know, we feel like every year there's five or six teams that are going to be really good football teams. And, you know, some of the things that happened this year, I felt like Jeff at Hartsville, you know, dealt with a lot of things as far as not being able to lift, not being able to condition until – you know, the last minute, because they were, they were holding out, you know, trying to take care of those kids, trying to make sure everything was completely safe for them to get there. But it was frustrating. You know, I thought we had an advantage over them, you know, playing them the first game of the season. And I say that because when you when you limit only two teams getting in, you know, every game you play, cause we started out with Hartsville, you know, our very first game of the season. So losing that game could be the game that costs you a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, it could be that game that costs you – something you've been working for, like, you know, for, for the last four years. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, want, I want us to get back to, you know, more than just two teams being able to qualify for the playoffs. So I want to get as many teams in as we can. Um, you know, it's more time for us to play. It's more time for our kids to be seen. Um, you know, it's not watered-down competition. If we were in a situation where, you know, we've got all these teams playing these low-ranked teams and you got, you know, just blowouts every single week, you know, I think there, were, there should be more talk about it. But, you know, we play a tough league. There's, there's plenty of, of quality teams in that 4A division that we can play against in the playoffs that should get in, that deserve to get in. Um, you know, and, and for me, you know, I felt bad for Jeff not getting there. I thought he had a great football team. Um, they had to fight against a lot of things that, that hurt them. You know, I think this year we had to do some things that we, we haven't had to do in the past to make it happen. And I think we all understood that. Um, and I think the thing, too, that was okay was – we all knew what it was going to be when we went into it. It wasn't like it was a surprise. You know, and I think as coaches, when you know what's going on, you're informed. Um, there's a plan in place, and it's there for a while. You know, you have time to adapt. You have time to adjust. Um, you have time to get your schedule made. Make sure everybody's on the same page and you can roll with it. Uh, but, you know, I want to – I don't think it's something we need to do right now. I think it's time to look at it, you know. I think we have time to, to grow it and, and to, to not come to a rash decision. But, you know, let's talk about it. We're all paid professionals. Um, we do this for a living, you know. I don't think it's something we got to come to a, a conclusion on right now, you know. So, uh, you know, I always kids on on making great decisions, on thinking through the process, thinking through the problems. Um, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. We've we, we've got some new things going on. We had a successful season last year, obviously. Um, you know, we got to play. Um, so, you know, I think it's important we have these discussions, we get them out in the open, and, and we make the best decision for us. And I think that's what we need to do. Uh, I know Mr. Singleton will do that. They're always great, you know, about communicating with us and letting us know what's going on. So let's keep that dialogue open. Let's continue to to look at things, but ultimately, you know, make sure we're all on the same page and and make sure we're doing, you know, what's best for every division, not just one or two, or, or, you know, not just one or two schools, but everybody across the board. And I think if we do that, um, we trust each other and we we think through this thing the right way, and I think we can come to a great conclusion, and set this next season up to be even even more successful than what we had this past year.
1: I totally agree with you as we're uh, wrapping it up here with Coach Real, North Beach Beach's own head football coach. He uh, had to build a brand-new trophy case, not only at the school but at home, because he definitely picked up some hardware. Next week time we'll see him there on the Grand Strand, we'll get him one of those Ric Flair rows, because he's definitely the nature boy in Little River's own. Now, Coach, the final thing, and I'm going to ask every coach here tonight, this, this question, because this is something that they did with uh, the, the winter sports where they gave a lot more authority to the districts, right, for the superintendents and the committees there in their own districts to kind of control whether they play or don't play. As a guy who has played the game, who has been around the game, and now you're a professional coaching this game, coach, you know, what? would you rather it see with it being inside the high school league to make the rule across the board to kind of make it a fair gauge across the state or do you like it kind of divvy it out between each district across the state of South Carolina?
4: You know, I, I think there's positives and negatives, you know, in both. Um, you know, I, I think there's some underlying situations that are going on in different places. Um, you know, for us, it was, it was tough on us this past year just because we're such a tourist destination and and our numbers were a lot higher you know, around the holidays than than other places in the state. So we felt like there were some points that that we were being held back a little bit. And I only say that because we're comparing ourselves to who we're playing, you know, and I think Jeff kind of felt the same way as he got closer to it. You know, they had a high number. They had to, you know, cut things back a little bit. Um, You know, I I think the biggest thing that we all want is consistency uh, across the board. And if we can all get, you know, to that place, there's at least, you know, no, no no unfair advantage. And I think any coach that's done it long enough and, and as, you know, has the true, um, you know, thought process of what's best for, for everybody, not just what's best for me, you know, then that's, that's the same conclusion they'll come to. So, um, you know, I, I think it would be great if we could have a uniform, um, you know, thought process and, and, and rules and regulations across the board. Um but things are also a lot different in, in some different districts. So, um, right. you know, the thing we got to those coaches is just respect the decisions that are made, you know, adapt to them. I think that was one thing about this past year, man, is, is you just had to be on top of your game 24-7, seven days a week, because it was, a, it was a, a changing situation every single day. Um, you know, but I think we all just want consistency. Uh, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page, all on the same board. And, you know, coaches – coaches um, – Every coach I've talked to has done a great job of, of adapting to it and, and adjusting their plans, you know, based off what they were allowed to do. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and, and, and very curious to see how things pan out over the next little bit, as far as, you know, our, our start dates, our play dates, um, you know, all those top things, <coughs> excuse me, that, we, that we're looking at and that we still you know, don't know the answer to, you know, I think it'll be an evolving situation and uh, just looking forward to, you know, positive talks, um, you know, giving information back and forth and just
1: working together, you know, to make the best decision we can for this upcoming season. Well, Coach, I tell you what, whatever you did last year, keep doing it, brother, because I tell you, you did not only beat the odds, and a lot of times in July and June, we didn't even think it would be a conversation, but you did it in fashion. You had a ton of success on and off the field. Your kids are, are graduating. Your kids are going to the next grade. You're doing it in the academic world as well. And I just appreciate, and I say this with an open arms uh, of you opening your stadium to us uh, in your playoff game a few you know weeks into the playoffs, and then just always answering the call when we need you on the radio with us, man. But again, congratulations. When this gets out of here, we're coming up to the uh, to the Myrtle Beach area, and we want to take a tour on the campus and uh, have some conversations and do some things with you guys.
4: Absolutely, man. Love to have you. Uh, anything we can do to promote our program, promote our uh, brand. You know, promote our kids that's what it's all about man getting our kids seen getting our kids an extra level uh making sure they get that diploma and making sure that we create great young men that go out in our community and do things the right way and that's what we're all about here so uh anytime we can get you up anytime we can show you show you around and show off what we got uh we'd love to do it
1: you got it coach hey enjoy the rest of the evening we can't wait to catch up with you here real soon and again congratulations on a great season can't wait to see What's uh, behind door number two coming up uh, next year? All right, brother. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. The bus is up and running as we leave North Myrtle Beach. Coach Real over there with the Chiefs, and they did an incredible job. But we don't have a lot of time because we're reaching out to the phones, and let's bring them in in style. Oh, the Bad man himself, David Shelton from the Persecurier. Not a lot of minutes, but we're going to utilize every second he gives us. David, quickly, I know we're up against the clock, my friend, but first of all, you saw the tweet that went out Monday night that started a little brush fire, and by this afternoon, uh, I think we've got a little control, but, man, that thing got hot pretty quick about what might happen in high school football, man. Uh, How's it going and your thoughts on all of that?
6: Yeah, I mean I think I think what happened today was uh was expected. I think the executive committee voted exactly like uh most people thought they would uh because of the feedback they got from the, you know, their their respective associations, the ones they represent. Uh, you know, the the spring the spring football is more important than most people's uh wedding anniversaries around in this state with fall. So, uh you kind of wondered uh, you kind of knew that spring football was probably going to happen. Uh, again, it's going to be up to what happens in each district. Um, you know, I heard your conversation with Coach Reel, and, and you know, the bottom line is you can you can make the high school league can make all the rules they want, but the districts are the ones that pay the bills, and they're going to make the decision on whether their athletes can participate. As you saw during basketball season, with some districts taking, you know, six seven weeks off. Uh, the high school league has no control over that. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't pay the bills for those districts. So it's going to always be that way. So it sounds great to have uniformity and all that, but uh, the high school league represents the high schools, but the districts, uh, the schools are under the leadership and guidance and rules of the district. Uh, You know, that's, that's uh, the other thing that was in that tweet that I'm not, I'm not sure where it came from, but the, the, the proposal to to cut back the playoffs again uh, to four weeks and the 10-game schedule, that was never uh, – the people I talked to yesterday, uh, that was never even up for consideration today. Today's meeting was more about the fall open sports season, uh, which which they approved, which I would assume in the fall they will approve the spring sports and winter sports open seasons because if they don't, you're going to have a whole lot of baseball, basketball, and wrestling coaches really upset at the football people for getting, you know, for kicking their feet and screaming about spring practice. And now they're going to get their spring practice and they better hope that the the, the numbers are good and that the fall sports are the winter spring sports and winter sports will get their open season. Then we'll be back to normalcy. Everybody's talking about normalcy and it has to, as Carlos Cage said today in the executive committee meeting, at some point it has to start. So, well, let's start now. But at the same point, we gotta we got to make sure we remember other sports other than football and make sure that their seasons are open so they can have the same advantages that the football coaches have been whining about. Now they get it, it's got to go full board. It's got to go full circle. That's where – The concern is because we don't really know where COVID is going to be in August. I mean, we kind of hope we know, and I think we're going to be okay. I personally am optimistic things will get a lot more back to normal, but you never know. I mean, you see Sumter School District and Buford School District and Richland 1 doing different things. Uh, Horry County for a while was shutting down Berkeley County and Dorchester Dorchester County was shut down for a while. Berkeley County <laughs> never shut down. And then, you know, like Charleston County, when they started back, they made them wear a mask. So, see, that that's something I talk about when you talk about the high school league versus <clears> the <throat> district. You know, the high school league can mandate that nobody has to wear a mask. But in your school district, if your bosses tell you you're wearing a mask, you're going to wear a mask or you're not going to play. So, you see that the, the conflict there, it, it would be great in a in a perfect sports utopia that the high school league and all the districts in the state could get together and have a uniform policy. But you and I both know, I mean, if if you and me were the only two making the decision,
1: we couldn't come up with uniform policy. So how are you going to make the whole state do it? <laughs> I totally agree with you, David. I know you don't have a lot of time. You know, you mentioned something on one of your tweets when, when of course they, they went with the unanimous thing and it looks like, you know uh, you know you look at the commissioner you know singleton's going to basically do like he did in the winter he's going to give it to the to the districts to decide to be uh, either pick it up or put it down or however but also you you bring a good point quickly in and saying that if you're going to give now you didn't give basketball basically winter and and spring didn't have much of a preseason or or an opportunity to work out during their non-season and here they are allowing football to do this and I would imagine uh, does that open the door for the rest of the uh, fall sports? Because again, volleyball is a part of that conversation as well. You know, yeah. could you hear a little backlash of that too?
6: No, I, I mean, I, I, I personally, you know, I, I mean, I think everybody centers and focuses on football because we are a football, crazy state. And, uh, and you and I are football, crazy people. So that's the <laughs> best place to focus. But yeah, this is opening up for the volleyball to have their camps and things like that. and And that's kind of, that's kind of what coach Cabe was saying The, the athletic director of battery Creek, who's on the executive committee, his, his whole point in his talk was if, if let's get back to normalcy. And the way to do that is to start now with the fall sports open season, which, which is technically in May. I mean, we're not talking about tomorrow. We're talking about in May. So he said, if we can get to May, and get spring football in and volleyball camps and the cheerleading tryouts and all that stuff, and then you move forward into football season where the baseball and basketball will have their open season. Well, I guess basketball's open season is in the summer uh, for camps and stuff. But, again, a lot of that's going to depend on where you go to camp and are those colleges hosting camps. And, again, it's all about normalcy. And the normal will never be what it was. And I think football coaches who who cry hard about let's get back to normal, well, the new normal is not going to be what we're used to. That may mean limiting games. That may mean starting, which I was – I mean, when I saw that September 5th might be the first week, I jumped up and down because I've always wanted a September start date, not August. And, you know, so if that happens and they get to play 10 games, You know, then you get to the playoff thing. You know, I heard Coach Reel, and I I certainly agree with him. His conference is really deep, and the fourth-place team would have been really good. But you can go to some other conferences where their first-place team wouldn't finish fourth in their conference. So Mm. you're getting deep into the You get fourth-place team out of a bad conference, you're going to lose 99.9% of the time. Yes, Saluda won a state championship two years ago last year as a fourth-place team. But that was a deep – that was a conference that had Abbeville and batesburg leesville I mean, very good football conference. But you and I both know we're not going to – I'm not going to name names or name conferences, but there are some right. weak conferences across the state. So you got to find that, as Coach Real said, you find that happy medium. You know, maybe the top three go. I could see that. Uh, I could live with that. I've never been a proponent of top four – Um, and I know there are some good fourth-place teams, but there are also some really, really bad fourth-place teams. I mean, let's be honest. So, you know, where do they go with that? If they cut it back to 16 teams in four rounds, you know, I I still think, okay, let's kind of work into that. Maybe that's what they need to do. But, again, I'm optimistic. I don't think that decision is even close to being made. You still have the March big competition, uh, March coaches convention that's usually down here in Charleston. I don't know where it is this year, but uh, you have that, and then you have an executive committee meeting in April, and then you get to May. Then you can start making those decisions based on what we see with COVID and how the numbers. And I'm optimistic that they will improve. So I don't think that that anything is set in stone. I think that kind of got out there, and a lot of people, because the people I talked to today said that was never, that hasn't even been up for discussion yet. So I think we wait and see. I think in the end, if the numbers go down, I think you'll see the, the normal playoffs like we saw last year. And the other, thing is, the other thing is about the attendance. I mean, are we going to let people back in the stadiums? I mean, all that has to be considered. But it doesn't have to be right. done now. It's February 10th. we got three or four months that we can
1: wait out and see how that works out. No doubt about it. I got you four minutes past the time you promised me, buddy. God bless you. Take care. Are you heading to basketball tonight or are you heading back to the house? no i got I got something to do with uh with the baseball team thing but
6: uh but uh, I will be going to basketball uh Thursday and Friday. I think I'm gonna try to get the fort Somerville game on friday all
1: right well let's uh, hey let's you and I catch up before you go, and if we can find somewhere to grab something, let's get something to eat. It'll be on me and uh, I'll definitely see you uh, over at Somerville. That's gonna be a pretty good matchup it should be could be for the region by the way on Friday night, so uh, thanks again, David, for always hanging out with us, buddy okay, man, take care. All right, guys, there you go. David Shelton, the best in the biz. Guys, Friday night, he's the doctor of all doctors when it comes to Friday nights. does a great job. He checks in with us on a uh, quick, I mean a quick request as he did here today. Now, talking about a quick request, we're not done. We're heading to C.E. Murray. Let me give him a little walk-in music. We're throwing out some run DMC, and that means it's the man and the, and the legend, <laughs> Coach Smitty. He is the athletic what? director. He is the head football coach. He played his football days at the Dale over at Citadel, and tonight he's right here on Southern Sports Central out of C.D. Cool. Murray. The bus has landed, buddy. What's up, Coach?
7: That's right. Love me some DMC and Aerosmith put <clears throat> together. Can't beat that.
1: And not beat it, no doubt. No doubt, man. Hey, so... We saw the news come out. By the way, first of all, great job this past season uh, for the new listeners. Uh, Coach Smitty is the head football coach at C.E. Murray over there in Greeleyville. Of course, he's also the athletic director. Basketball season is doing their thing. Good job there uh, wearing your AD hat, making that become a reality. But uh, to the football conversations, man, you you did a great job in your season, in in the postseason. You also coached the Junior Bowl with, of course, the South Down High School Blitz in Southern Sports Central, putting on the Epic eighty eight well done. Still want my steak, by the way. We'll talk about that a little later. Right. But <laughs> that being said, Coach, man, the news came out of about 48 hours ago that there was going right. to be some changes possibly in the way, and, of course, on the way. And that was, of course, their spring practice for football, the possibilities of uh, of not having a start date until after Labor Day and shortening or keeping – let's just say that, keeping – The postseason, the weeks, not five weeks now, of course, some guys are still coming at it saying that was never a conversation. But I always say this, where there's a little bit of smoke, there's some Smokey the Bear, which means there's a little bit of conversation. So I'm going to ask you, you're an athletic director, you're a head football coach, what do you know? What do you
7: know? Right, I I mean... I've heard the same thing everybody else has heard, and and I I truly believe um, they're headed in that direction. I think they are going to go with that September 3rd start date, Um, and I think that's a great thing. I think the September 3rd start date should be done, obviously, for health reasons, knowing uh, how hot it is in the month of August, and and those two weeks do make a huge difference. So I'm all for the late start date, uh, especially – they said we're still going to keep a 10-game regular season. I, I think that's important. Uh,
8: the playoffs
7: and kind of torn on, uh, you know, when I grew up uh, in Massachusetts, we only took conference champions. You had to be a conference yeah. champ to make what they called the Super Bowl. So, I, and I thought that was the best format I've ever been in um, was conference champ, and then you played um, after that, for you know, in, in your playoffs and made it extremely competitive in conference for you to uh, go. But there's also that, you know, hey, what happens if your conference is very deep, which, you know, ours was in high school. We had a deep conference where uh, either of our top two probably could have won the state. So I understand those arguments too, but I don't think we go to four. I, I'm with you guys. I think three is enough three region and be done with it
1: yeah top three of each reason because here's what happened, and you heard Coach real earlier talking about it from North Myrtle Beach after he won his region. You know he still had a lot of that oh man i I felt bad for that number three guy, which was Hartsville, but then you go to the upstate, it was Greenville out of the four a that got left out, and uh they arguably could have been in there as well. They all shared actually in that Greenville region only one loss, but it became down to who they lost to and how many points they lost by so You know, I would like to see the top three. I'm with you on the 10 games, and I like it after Labor Day. Let's let the boys of summer have all the days they can up until Labor Day because let's just be honest, a lot changes the day after Labor Day. The girls can't wear certain things, and the boys can't go out and do things, and so it is kind of what it is. Now, Coach, I'm going to ask you this as well. Spring ball seems to be in the air, but that could change too because it's not – Something that the commissioner is saying that it can't happen. He's basically saying we're going to stick to the normal plan with a caveat that we're going to give the ruling to the districts and to the superintendent committee and all that of each area. So, if, for example, in Dorchester County 2 decides to not do something like they did in basketball, we could kind of see that being the new thing. But my question and my problem with that is it makes it very much an unfair disadvantage or an advantage depends who you are to other teams around the state as you saw Dorchester County too which is where we are did not play since December 15th did not play since then since the 2nd of February while all the other teams around them and of course in the upstate were full steam ahead coach it just doesn't seem like a fair playing field and I hate that for these kids because I feel like the best team may not end up being the best team when it's all said and done.
7: Yeah. I mean, it's a tough situation. You know, you're kind of, uh, you know, your back's against the wall and you don't know which way to go. Uh, So, you know, it makes it tough, especially when, you know, not everybody has those same limitations. So, um, but at the same time, those, those other places want to continue doing what they're doing. So, uh, I, under, I understand that as well. So it, it makes it extremely tough as a league to make a blanket rule in that case. And that's why I, um, I knew they were going to make the decision they made today, which was to leave spring ball alone. Um, there was no way for them to even cancel spring ball in the first place. I don't think, uh, No, you know, Not, not, not when you're you're allowing other sports to take place. That wouldn't make too much sense. So, and and so in that case, you know, like you said, you don't want anybody to get an unfair advantage. But uh, I mean, we're just we're just in tough times, and hopefully, we'll get better. Hopefully, here in the next month or so, we can all get vaccinated and, and get back to some type of normalcy.
1: Hanging out quickly here, C.E. Murray. He's the athletic director. He's the head football coach. And it is Coach Smitty hanging out with us here tonight, as he always does. He actually has his own seat here in the studio at Southern Sports Central. Now, Coach Smitty, this is going to be, uh, I would imagine, something that you don't know what you're missing until it's gone. And now we get it back. And that is spring ball is going to look a little different this year. How much do you think these athletes and these coaches and and across the board – Do they feel like, wow, you know what? We really need to take advantage of this, appreciate this opportunity, make sure that we do everything we can to make sure everybody's safe and sound because this time last year wasn't a conversation, right? I mean, we're definitely getting a chance to come out of the timeout zone for a little while here, and that's going to hopefully bring some college coaches to your campuses as well. Coach, give us your thoughts on on how excited it's almost like Christmas morning when you guys get back on the field in the spring.
7: Yeah, I mean, I I know our guys are – excited they're ready to get spring ball rolling
8: uh you know like i said hopefully
7: we're all vaccinated here within the next month or so uh two months max which puts us you know maybe at that april time frame of getting vaccinated and uh we're able to do a full go spring ball and and that would be exactly like having christmas and you know Mm -hmm. we missed so much last year and it did affect the season a little bit where the guys were out of shape for the first couple weeks um But at the same time, it also, you know, made us appreciate things a lot more. So uh, sometimes you got to count your blessings and be thankful for what you went through, and, and, you know, there's a plan for everything.
1: No doubt about that. Now, Coach, let's talk a little bit about before we get you out of here. Looks like some changes on the horizon uh, over there in your neck of the woods. We're not one, but two schools will come one. Great-looking helmet, by the way. we got to get one for the studio. You already knew that question was – getting ready to be put out there but uh give us the <laughs> breakdown well, man well, how did this happen and, and what's going
7: on with the news well there there's really no news yet um uh, our district has not um information on that in that regard yet uh so we're all on hold we, we've just heard rumors and uh you know whatever the future holds we'll be ready for so uh if that's the case we'll be ready we're we're ready to roll we just show up where they tell us to show up and uh, let the ships fall where
1: they may. All right, Coach. Uh, as always, God bless you. Take care. We appreciate you. We can't wait to get you back in here, and we will get you a graphic. Eugene made That's me – he put me up a sign in. on the other side of the glass. We got you. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the care. rest of your night, Coach. Appreciate you. All right, guys, quickly, we're not done. We got just a few minutes here on the 864, I believe. Eugene, am I right? Are we heading to Saluda? We are headed to salute
2: him. A man heard his name, called on the radio. Uh, he was a three seed in that 2019 state championship, and so uh, he said he heard his name. His nose was burnt,
1: or his ears were burning,
2: and so he's called in. He's patched in right now. Welcome, Coach Young.
1: Coach Young, hey, appreciate welcome you to the show. Me. Always a pleasure. Good to have yeah, you back you. in here with us here tonight. So, of course, we're big fans of you guys up there with Bulldog Burt and all that. We get a chance to work up there with you guys on a regular basis on his shows on Tuesdays and Fridays. But, uh, man, first of all, uh, thanks for being such a big supporter and and chiming in with us here tonight. But what's on your mind? I I, I know you got some things. I'd like you to talk about some of the things that uh, we've got going on with some of the changes that that have been rumored to be be put in play.
9: Yeah, and, I mean, you know, as a football coach in a small – School like Saluda and, and playing in a bunch of tough leagues every year. Um, my biggest concern is the is the two teams. You know, I, I we played in 2019. We you know it was mentioned we had Abbeville and Batesburg and us and you know we we were loaded and uh, of course we're loaded again in our region with Great Collegiate and Batesburg and us and Newberry and uh, those are four pretty good teams I think and you know I just feel like you don't get a chance to, to showcase your athletes and your kids ability. Um, and, and the memories and the, and the, the playoff atmosphere, you know, if you, if you shut it down to two teams, there's some really good players and really good teams that don't get a chance to do it. And I know the argument can be made that there's some bad regions. I get it. Um, uh, but there's also some good regions. And, and in that regard, you know, you're almost saying, well, let's throw out the good with the bad. I think you ought to include it. And, um, you know, let let four teams get in, I and mean, that's just my point. Um, because I've, I know in the past, I think Batesburg Leagues was one of the state championship or two from the four seed um, over the years. And like I said, we were a three seed uh, in 2019 and won it. And I know Ridge Spring Mineta was a three seed that same year and played right after us. Uh, they didn't win it, but they played in it. So, I don't know. That's a lot of memories that would have been lost had, had they only had two
1: teams in, and that's, that's my biggest concern, I think. Um,
9: If that
1: makes any sense Makes total sense As we're live right now The bus is uh, Man, I tell you what We're going to have to fill it back up As we're up at Saluda Now with the Tigers Head football coach Young Who, uh, again, knows a little about Winning state championships Did it a couple years ago And uh, I got a feeling He'll be back in the conversation In 2021 As he's reloading uh, the yard With a few good Tigers uh, Heading into the new season Now, Coach, I I love what you're saying And I'm a guy that likes The three and four method I don't like the one and twos the only thing I like about it, Coach, is the fact that it makes every game a little bit more important, right? Kind of like what you see in college football with the Final Four. I still like that to be eight or ten. But, you know, it just puts a little bit more of an emphasis on, on that game is just as important as the rest of the games in your, in, in your league. And like you mentioned, you know, the teams that you just talked about, there were teams in Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle Beach and, Flo- and uh, the Florence area. Greenville, they had a three-headed monster. Only two of those got in. So, so I agree with what you're saying there, Coach. The other topic, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, with many different hearts, and that is the spring ball. Man, important in so many manners, not just of getting the kids action, but the college coaches that are hopefully going to be able to make visits during that time of year and just keeping an eye on these young men and women, of course, across the, uh, the state of South Carolina. Coach, talk to us about when uh, you saw that, that unanimous vote about allowing spring to be a thing for football. Uh, what went across your mind as a football coach?
9: Well, you know, as a small school, <clears> that's Saluda, We share so many athletes. I'm still a little bit, you know, I don't, I don't know if our quarterback is going to be able to do spring ball, or if, you know, so and so is going to be able to do it because they're playing track or whatever. But it's definitely, definitely um, something that is a positive. It gives the kids a chance to go out and showcase their talent, like you mentioned, in front of some some colleges, hopefully, or at least they get to go out and play ball. They get to go out and do things they enjoy doing and it would just be very hard to tell a kid, well, we're not going to have spring practice. Um even though we're working out every day in school and you know, we're in, we're in school and going to class, but we're not going we're not going to go practice. Uh but yet the track teams out there practicing and the baseball teams practicing. I just didn't think there was much um rationale behind that reasoning. So I'm glad that they are uh reversing that decision and they voted on it today to you know, to reverse it. But um, I, yeah, I think it's great. I think, I think kids love sports. It's an extension of, of, of the classroom and it teaches them discipline and, and rules and, 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 you know, camaraderie amongst each other and, you know, all of that stuff. So yeah, I think it's it's only a positive when kids can come out there for a couple hours and be around, you know, people that are teaching them, hopefully the right things and, 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 and then obviously teaching them how to compete and and those kind of things, teamwork. So I think it's a positive, no doubt about it. Uh,
1: definitely a win for our state athletically uh, with that rule in the day. No doubt about it, Coach. Big win for us, by the way, to have you just chiming in here tonight. First of all, I, I want to say, again, congratulations on all the success that you're having on the field and in the classroom. And also, you do guys doing a great job in the community. Again, I'm, I'm pretty close with Bulldog Burke and his team over there and what they do with Saluda now, and it's such a great little community that that I just – it's small town USA, but that's where High School Friday Night Lights was invented, if you ask me, Coach. But, again, this is your show. Anytime you want to call in, brother, you just let me know, and, heck, I'll even let you co-host it with me for three hours if you'd like to. You
9: know, uh, I appreciate it, and I've just been – you know, looking forward to. Uh, I told some of my coaches. I said, "I'm gonna call in. I'm gonna call in." And then I started listening, and then I heard our name mentioned. I was like, "Well, you know what? I am gonna call in." Um, <laughs> but one one thing I'll add to it: um, when you say you're you're for the one, you know, the people that are for the two people in the playoffs. Um, sure. You know, last year was a different year. We played region games right off the bat, and so, you know, I, I Coach uh, uh, Neil mentioned that. They played Hartsville first, and Hartsville kind of had their backs against the wall. And you know, I know that won't be the case next year. I know as a staff, we kind of go in. We got five games to get to where we need to be, and then the real season starts. And uh, last year we didn't get that. Um, we didn't. You know, you had to. You you jumped right into it with the regions. Um, but my biggest concern is injuries. You know, you, you have an injury here, or there early in the year. The kid gets back, and now you're a different ball team week eight or nine and maybe you can win two of them and and yeah you might be a four seat but man your team your team's pretty doggone good and you don't get a chance to showcase it um I don't know I just I feel like everything was working good you started in August you had 11 weeks to play 10 games it was just going good and now all of a sudden people want to change it I just I don't know I'm a little skeptical you know I I, I just kind of wish it would go back to the normal. I see everybody's talking. You know, they throw out the word normalcy. Well, mm-hmm. why don't we go back to normal? You know, that, that's just my biggest, my biggest
1: thing. Well, Coach, we're tallying up the votes and we're doing our own little research. Our research team did a pretty good job on Monday of kind of putting this out there ahead of time, and then it kind of became a, a brush fire and became a, a, a huge forest fire as you start to see articles popping out on Tuesdays and into Wednesday morning. Of course, as the uh, the conversation a little louder today from the commissioner and his group up there in Columbia. But uh, again, this is not uh, the first time or the last time. We want to get you back in here next week because you know what? We want to keep these conversations. I say this on your athletes. I love having your guys in here. And by the way, you've got a great group of athletes in all the sports over there on that campus. But I love having you coaches on because as much as the kids have a story, you coaches have a great testimony that have landed you here on our show tonight. And uh, again, I greatly appreciate you allowing us to be a part of uh, the Saluda family and a part of uh, what you Tigers are doing over there in uh, Small Town, USA, buddy.
9: All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Y'all do a great job. Appreciate you having me.
1: Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Quick break, come back, and guess what? The bus Saluda going to Andrews. And that's right. It's back in with an athletic director, also that football coach, and a good buddy of mine, Coach Scott Durham. Don't go anywhere. More of Southern Sports Central right out of this. Southern Sports Central I'm Richie Altman Eugene Benton pushing the button hitting it on the social media network at So Sports Central that's Twitter Southern Sports Central Facebook Southern Sports Central Instagram the rest of the stuff we ain't about that life but we are about coach Scott Durham as you gave him the introduction of a lifetime here at Stone Cold and that's how coach Durham by the way welcome on to Southern Sports Central where you know it well and of course you've got another seat here at the table as uh, we're glad to get you back, brother. But, man, if I ever could give you a walk up, so that would definitely be it, man.
4: <laughs> hey, sounds great to me.
1: It does. I'm sure Miss Melissa's sitting there going, don't do it, rich, You're not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> How's the family up there, man? Oh, everybody's good. Everybody's good.
4: Uh, you know, right in the middle of basketball, getting ready to swing into baseball. So never a down moment here.
1: <laughs> and he's also the athletic director, along with the head football coach and his son, by the way, winning awards. How about Eli? Little Eli, man. I tell you, it's hard to leave coaches. Our boys graduated this year and it all started, you know, at Little League Fields here in Somerville, where you and I met on the sideline, but they were going through their evaluation if you call it that in Satoma. But uh here we are years and years later and we've become quite a family, you and I, and of course our families Together and of course thanks to the family uh, friends at Mo's helping us do that as well.
4: Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it's crazy to think about. Uh, you know, seems like it was just a couple of days ago, and and uh, they were running around playing flag football, and and now here mm-hmm. they are getting ready to graduate.
1: It uh, it definitely flies by we are talking about flying by, Coach, uh, the last 48 hours. Definitely, uh, we, we, we decided to start a little bit of a conversation thanks to social media, Twitter, if you will. And, of course, we had heard we got the word. Of course, we're going to do what we do, and that is get the word out. And that was that they were going to possibly look at making some adjustments in high school football. One of those was to may or may not have the spring season, and that could be detrimental in many ways, especially after – the hit that we took in football this past year with a very limited opportunity, I felt, not only on the field but off the field. And then the other conversation, which I'm going to get your thoughts on tonight, and that is starting after Labor Day, playing a smaller playoff schedule and just kind of everything in a nutshell there, Coach. So let's start the spring. Uh, not surprised on my end that they went 0-15 to 15 or 15-0, of course, unanimously saying we're going to do it the normal, but that still doesn't mean that the districts won't jump in and do something different, huh? No, that,
4: you know, that's, that's uh, very true. Uh, first of all, you know, uh, just have to say, we're obviously very appreciative of, of what the executive committee did. I mean, uh, you know, uh, commissioner told us in our classification meeting last week that he was going to recommend that, you know, there be no spring football and, and, uh, you know, which is his prerogative, and and just you know glad to you know, hear the executive committee you know listen to their constituents and and uh, and made the right decision for all of us and give us an opportunity to get back on the field because these you know we you know the, the argument that you keep hearing is well there haven't been any any uh, you know open season this year and that's true but the but open season for fall sports is for next year and we law you know we lost that back last spring. So uh just glad yeah. to get it back. You know, it's it's good for the kids. They need to uh be on the field. And obviously, you know, each district can do what they you know, what they see uh as best for their situation. And there gonna be some districts like Berkeley County, I promise you they're gonna be on the field and, and there ain't gonna be any limitations. They're gonna do what they Can uh, get their teams to be the best that they can, and and uh, you know I feel like in in Georgetown County we'll be in a good situation hopefully, and and uh, you know everybody's got to do what they got to do, but uh, you know I'm I'm just glad to have the opportunity to to be able to do it.
1: The athletic director, head football coach Andrew South Carolina. The bus is pulled up there. It's going to probably need an oil change after tonight because we're very busy around the state. But uh, Coach Durham joining us here tonight for about 20 minutes here of conversation. You know, the One question, I haven't brought this up to any other coach, but I had it written down for you here tonight. You know, we watch other conferences in college football. You see other conferences in, in other sports like NBA. They seem to have not had any issues when baseball struggled with it, right? I mean, the NFL, they were finishing up, doing their thing, and, of course, different conferences had different rules in college. But here on the high school level, and I stay here in the state, it, it seemed like the Skeezer League did everything, minus, of course, first bad is getting bit there at the beginning. But everybody else seemed to do just fine, and they had a normal season, ended up with fans in the stands, and yet we in the public school system did it a little different. Anything that we can learn from one another here to get better together and, and keep our state moving?
4: You know, I, hopefully I think the one thing that, that, that we take from all this is that we can, you know, proceed as close to normal as possible in, in situations like this. Hopefully we never see anything like this again. Um and it's just hopefully we're on the downside of this thing and we're winding down and getting ready to move back to, to being normal. But, you know, it, different people react different ways and and obviously Skeezer they just said, Hey, we're going we're going forward. Um, you know, the high school, you know, the public schools is kinda of up to the district so you know different districts are gonna do different things, and they gotta do what they feel like best for them. I mean that's what their job is, but you know hopefully if we ever getting something like this again, um you know people can can see, hey, we can move forward and proceed safely, and we've got people that are gonna do things that are you know gonna gonna make sure that our the the kids are are safe and and you know the priority um obviously is the kids and um, you know, just glad we were able to get through it. Hopefully we don't ever have to deal with it anymore.
1: Hanging out at Andrews High School, Andrews, South Carolina, Georgetown County, of course, where you can find this school, where Coach Scott Durham, the athletic director, the head football coach, doing things in multiple seasons, never an off-season for an athletic director. And he's also, again, like I mentioned, the head football coach. Now, Coach, as an athletic director, you have many hands in the sand here, if you will. And, and of course, having – spring football this opens the doors right i mean and and that is if the ncaa opens their doors but this hopefully gets things at least moving to get coaches around more right i mean tell us a little bit about the different things from division one to division two and and even the naias and the hbcus when it comes to what they're allowed to do and can or can they not come on campus as early as next week because i believe they kind of all have their own rule books right
4: yeah, it it's crazy. Um obviously the 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 D ones you know, they can't do much of anything. Um, you know, we've you know, really D twos, you know, they're pretty limited. I mean we've had some some NAIA guys on campus and some uh we've had, you know, a few D twos on campus uh just, you know, pop by and, you know, say, Hey um but it, it it's tough, you know, it's it's just you know, they're in a bind, too. This whole thing's got them in a, in a, in a terrible bind because they don't really know, you know, what they're going to have available. I mean, we've got kids sitting around and just, you know, coaches telling them, hey, well, we like you, we would like to bring you in, but we don't know if we're going to have any money or roster spots available because we don't know who's going to take advantage of the extra year. And, you know, so it's, you know, it, it's tough on everybody, um, you know, really... Wish the NCAA would kind of just get these guys back to doing their normal thing, and and uh, you know, hopefully, once once the colleges get through spring practice, you know, you'll start being able to see a little bit more uh, definition to it in terms of numbers and and recruiting and and that sort of thing, and allowing the kids. But you know, for the most part, you know, we've got kids just kind of in limbo, just waiting, and uh, it's not good for anybody. You know, I, I know the coaches, the college coaches hate it. We hate it. Um, and be, you know, but hopefully, they can get back in the spring and we can get out on the field in May and they can come out and evaluate guys and and, uh, and get back to normal and, like I said, just get past all this mess and, and they get these kids as many opportunities as we can.
1: Hanging out quickly, Scott Durham, he is the athletics director, the head football coach, and he's a big time. Family member of Southern Sports Central on a regular basis. Got to his own seat right here at the studio chairs. And, of course, uh, Andrews High School is where he handles business Monday through Sunday because he's the athletic director. No days off for this guy. Now, that being said, Coach, we actually spoke to uh, the NCAA directly. And as of right now, 4-15, which, of course, is April 15th, is a face-to-face start date for Division One. Now, with that being said, as you and I both know, you're getting ready to see – Newberry, uh, who is it? Newberry, Charleston Southern, uh, the Citadel. I keep wanting to say Coastal. I know it's not Coastal. But a lot of teams are going to be playing some football here in the next couple of days here, next couple of weeks for sure. That's a pretty big deal for a lot of these kids because they actually have a chance to go to this school hoping that they allow fans in the stands and actually look around and not be tired from a Friday night football game and actually enjoy the weekend. Coach, your thoughts on some of the spring action coming up?
4: You know, I've actually advocated for years um, uh, moving, you know, the FCS level of college football to the spring. You know, I think eventually FCS football is going to find itself in a crossroads because a lot of the Division One schools, Power Five conferences are going to want their schools not to play FCS schools, and that's where they get all the money um I, I think it could be a great thing you know th- those guys move to the spring they can get their own tv contracts that sort of thing but you know i, I this is going to be good for recruiting it's going to be good you know, like i said if kids can get out and get on campuses i think that's a um a good thing you know we've got some kids lined up to, to get up the newberry and and maybe catch a game and you know see what kind of atmosphere they've got and and, uh, you know, check everything out on a game day situation where they may not be able to do that, you know, during the season because it is it is tough to play on Friday night and get up early Saturday morning and trudge halfway across the state to to do that. So I think, I think it, you know, this is one of the good things that can come out of it at these lower levels is at least give them an opportunity to see these situations uh, up close and, uh, you know, hopefully it helps out with them with, with the recruiting.
1: Yeah, no doubt, Coach. I'm I'm with you. i like to have this opportunity, kind of like you have two signing days, and they seem to have a little difference uh, in December. And and when it comes to, of course, February, now the other thing, Coach, and this final thing I'll ask you about, you saw South Carolina, the Gamecocks benefited more than uh, other teams out of this transfer portal, and that's kind of a dirty word in in the world of high school. It's kind of like using that other word we don't use here that starts with C. Now, that being said, you know – This at least gives these high school kids when they play fall, excuse me, spring football in in college, like you're seeing a handful of schools here in the state, at least gives them a little bit better chance to be seen or at least have a conversation. Because it seems like as South Carolina went to that portal to get their needs met more than they did in the high school level, what's your thoughts on it going forward when now this transfer portal seems to be the new age era of recruiting and then they go to high school after that?
4: Yeah, it, it's frustrating, you know, as, as a high school coach and a high school player, but you know, it is what it is. Every time, you know, some guy hops in the transfer pool and goes from one school to another, you know, it kind of opens up an opportunity for, uh, you know, for a, for a kid somewhere else. You just got to be willing to understand that you may only get an opportunity here or there. and. And, you know, it may not be at the school you want it to be, but when you get that opportunity, you just got to be thankful for it and take advantage of it and make the most of it.
1: Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate your time. We uh, always appreciate uh, what you do to support Southern Sports Central. From your days here, by the way, at Goose Creek to now your days over there at Andrews, man, your uh, first class in our book. Tell Eli congratulations on his awards and, uh, and tell the rest of the family there that we appreciate you letting us hang out with us for a couple minutes tonight.
4: Yeah, no doubt, and 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 I heard you. You know, you, you were talking to Coach Young, and you were talking about the uh, you know the, the the playoff stuff, and y'all were kind of researching and taking, uh, you know, taking a poll. And, and you know, one thing I I don't think people have have really talked about enough, and there's, you know, especially for us at the two A level. and I've talked to some guys at our level, saw some guys at the one A level. You know, we would be really and truly. I would rather give up two regular season games. And only play eight in the regular season, and keep the playoffs as they are, because I really think almost at times at ten games for a roster when you ain't got a thirty kids on it, ten games is almost too much.
5: Mm.
3: Um, you know,
4: it, you know. People have asked us. You know, we just had a great, you know, great run in the playoffs, made it to the lower state championship game, and people ask me about, you know, what's the difference. I said the biggest difference this year is the first time we've ever gone into the playoffs healthy. And, uh, you know, when you've only got 30 kids and you go out there and bang around 10 times, you're so beat up by the time you get to the playoffs. You know, that can be rough. So I, I think we need to keep the playoffs at, at, at the number of rounds we have because, you know, it wasn't too long ago, baseburg Leeds will finish fourth in their region and play for the state championship. Um, you know, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing us cut the cut the regular season back to eight games, at least at the 1-2A and two A level and, uh, you know, still start the season a little bit later. You get, you know, you play that, and you get the full playoffs so that everybody that's, you know, legitimately has a chance to win it, has a chance. So, just my two cents worth, and I
10: want to throw that out there.
1: Hey, man, anytime. Hey, Eugene, you heard it. Make sure you're writing it down and putting it out there on social media. And, and I agree with you, Coach. You know, it definitely made the playoffs, uh, you know, at least kids were coming in a little healthier. You know, it didn't seem like they were quite as beat up as what they had been with the longer season. So that's another angle. And I like that. And again, I want to applaud you coaches for what you guys are doing right now, because at the end of the day, you guys are are showing a lot of unity within the state of South Carolina. And I think that right there, that, that showed a lot of, uh, of up the front when it comes down to respect, when it came from the commissioner and of course his entire crew up there at the South Carolina high school league. And again, those are the things that are going to move the mark because you are the guys in the trenches making things happen you're seeing your athletes and and quite frankly i hope they keep leaning leaning in and listening to what you guys have to say because i would definitely say you know it's easy to see it from the outside but it's a lot more respectful when i'm listening to somebody that's putting their hands on the football week in and week out
4: oh yeah no doubt no doubt hopefully you know we're all in this thing together and, and i think sometimes there's a uh you know, there the, the comes across as sort of an adversarial relationship between the league and the school. And sometimes, and, and, uh, you know, we're all in this thing together. And we're all trying to do what's right for kids. And, and just hopefully we can continue to, to push forward. And, and, you know, things are going to change. You know, you, you, you know, every, you have to make changes to, to just continue to make progress and just hopefully we make the right changes and for the right reasons. And, uh, you know, continue to do everything we can to make uh, athletics uh, better, you know, throughout the state.
1: Well, Coach, you do your part over there at Andrews. You've been doing it since the day I met you, making a difference in many young people's lives. And for that, I say thank you very much. And, again, thank you for hanging out tonight. And I'm sure you and I will be catching up here real, real soon. Again, Coach, thanks for your time. All right, man. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good All right. You got a coach right there. Andrew, South Carolina's very the athletic director, head football coach, Scott Durham, checking in and checking out with us here tonight. Oh, we ain't done yet. Let's head over with the bus, if you will. It's dropping by Northwestern. Let's give him a little introduction as the football coach is making his way on the bus right now. Yeah. like that, ladies and gentlemen, and we are on the campus of Northwestern. That means it's the head football coach Walford hanging out with us tonight, Wednesday night. What's up, coach? Thanks for hanging out. How you doing? Yeah, man. Always yeah, a pleasure man, just listening in and enjoying it. So we appreciate all of you coaches and this is uh this is a feather in the cap for me and our crew. You know, we talk to a lot of your athletes and we want to say this uh, going forward, thank you for the availability and the opportunity to talk to your athletes to not only get a chance to hear you know, them talk about their stats, but we get a chance to kind of find out who they are, where they are. And, and of course, you read about them, you watch them, and you do all that to have the chance to know where their dreams are, uh, you know, past the game of football, man. That makes this show, uh, I feel, a little different than some of the others.
5: Sure, I agree. I agree. You know, anytime you can kind of put those kids out there and give them a chance to speak their mind and and explain, you know, where they're coming from and you learn a little bit more about them, it's, it's always a good thing.
1: No, of course, uh, and I mentioned this earlier, Coach, As uh, again, we thank you very much for your time and your family for allowing you to hang out with us here tonight on the show. And again, it's a heavy coaching show across the great state of South Carolina with the Palmetto State coaching crew doing what they do here tonight. Now, that being said, Coach, a lot being kind of conversated in the last 48 hours. Uh, you know, I keep saying this and I'll echo it again. You know, we, we put a tweet out Monday night after our show. Some news came to us and we thought, you know what, let's. Let's put it out here. Let's see what happens, because where there's a little smoke, there's usually uh, Smokey the Bear and a little fire to go with it. Of course, that was possibility of no spring ball. Well, we found out tonight or today that, that that's not going to happen, at least by Commissioner Singleton and his crew. He'll leave it up to the districts. But then there was the other side, which some say it was Some say it wasn't. Coach, I'll get your thoughts on this, too, and that is making some adjustments going into next season. Uh, let's start with the spring ball, Coach. Uh, what were your thoughts when you uh, when you heard some of the echoes, maybe prior to even that tweet, because you coaches are really tight about making a no spring ball conversation become a reality.
5: Yeah, when we heard uh, some of the other uh, classifications, the two way classifications and three A, when they had their meetings, the classification meetings last week, uh, things started coming through that you know that was something going to be discussed as far as not having spring ball or as far as not having a week zero, or uh, you know adjusting the playoffs. Uh, on a more you know permanent having another you know just the top two from each region going in the playoffs again this year or next year excuse me um, so so we you know we started talking about it my, my first thought of course the spring practices you know I I really couldn't understand why that was being put out you know that they, they uh, I felt like that and y'all said it on the show already you know and, and you brought up the skis of having a full season and and uh, you know what I would consider a very successful. Uh, fall season this past year in South Carolina for football, for high school football, uh, you know, and doing it the right way. And, and from the leadership of our high school league, you know, really they gave us mandates and, and, uh, and, and processes and things like that to be able to play safely. And, and we did it. And, uh, you know, at Northwestern, of course, we were very fortunate uh, to not have not have to skip a game, on. you know, by nothing that we had done. We did have to miss one game, but that was not our, our situation. But, you know, we've kind of figured out and, and I keep hearing people say, hey, we've learned so much about COVID, about the disease, about these things, uh, you know, I'd, and, and then they usually come, then right after that, he usually comes out with something about how we need to limit participation or limit, you know, kids getting outside and then playing a sport or doing something well. I, I think that what we've learned is that we can do it safely. And in uh, South Carolina has been, you know, at, at all times, uh, in my opinion, doing it the right way. And, uh, and keeping the, the the number one thing is the safety of our our athletes, our student athletes, and and their physical and mental well being. And I I thought we did that. So to, to hear that maybe stream practice wasn't going to be around, uh, you know, really really uh, was concerning. I guess that'd be the best way to say it. it was concerning. But I also knew that you know a lot had to go into that decision, and uh, and I just wanted to kind of get to to understand why that decision was being you know made or or what was behind that decision, and and um, you know, and then. Uh, just for the last few days, you know, it's come about that, Hey, there's going to be a vote uh, um, Wednesday morning uh, concerning that from the executive committee. So, you know, just like the process, this is the process that happens, you know, you call your representative, you call your five, a representative uh, who in my case is, is Jason Johns at, at nation Ford high school. And he had been, he had already received phone calls from other five, a coaches. And you just express your, you know, you tell them what you think. And he was very gracious and, and, and listened and, and we had a good, great conversation about it, and I think he did it as well as anybody could do it. And then, if you listen this morning to the high school leagues um, um, broadcast, if you will, when they had their meeting, when they had their meeting on, on NFA, NFHS, you know, he spoke very well, and, and they all spoke very well about how they had been contacted by uh, their principals, head coaches, and 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 people that that really are affected by that kind of decision, and how the overwhelming majority of of who they had spoken to had said, hey, let's. Let's not make a decision. You know, let's 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 have a spring spring practice. So, um, you know, th- those are kind of my from beginning to end my thoughts on it. And then this morning, I was driving to the South London Football Coaches Association uh, Board of Directors meeting at Chapin High School, and uh, and we were listening to it on the way. I was sitting next to Dean Boyd from York High School, and we pulled it up and listened to it on the way in. And uh, you know, when the vote came across fifteen to nothing, you know, or fifteen to zero, excuse me, it was kind of a uh, you know, it kind of felt good. And then, and then we thought, you know, okay, what, you know, what's next, you know, how do we, how do we kind of uh, make sure that our association still has a voice through this process next time?
1: Hanging out on the campus over there, of course, uh, on the Northwestern high school coach Wofford joining us here for the first of hopefully many, many times. And him and his players, of course, uh, coach the doors are open. The bus will, will pull up and you guys jump on this show anytime, but, You know, the one thing I think this thing did do, Coach, is is it brought the coaches of the state of South Carolina in in the public schools a lot closer than they ever were before. And again, I always say this spiritually, man. It's crazy how the good Lord above can take a tough situation and make it a really good outcome. And and that's what I've seen. And you're hearing this tonight of the unity of the coaches, of the original fraternity of fraternities, where you guys are out here truly all about the athlete, putting out your voices. And and evidently, I got to say, in the last 48 hours, because of the tweets and the and the conversations, I felt like that had a big deal and a lot to do with why that thing went 15 to nothing. Because had that not be coach, you know, we could be having a different conversation tonight.
5: Yeah, you know, uh, Coach Durham said it best. You know, and I've, I've known Coach Durham for a while. I knew him, uh, you know, when I was at Hanahan and he was at Goose Creek. Um, you know, he said it. You know, the, the coaches kind of pulled together and. And uh, we're all in this together. And I've, I've said that I don't know how many times over the past few months. You know, uh, the main goal at the beginning of the year was just to, to let's have a season. You know, when the coaches had to come together and you had to trust that other coaches were doing their jobs and I and, uh, feel like everybody did the best they could and, and we had a season. Um, but, you know, it goes uh, – you know, there's a competitive side where you want to beat that guy on Friday night, but there's also the side of, hey, we need to protect our sport. and And when situations arise where you feel like your sport might be threatened or – or something important in your sport might be taken away, you know. I think it's just it's just human nature for us to pull together and and make sure that we're we have a voice and do it the right way and and do the best we can to uh, to talk to the people that are making those decisions and voting on such situations like that to make sure that we you know our our voice is heard or at least we've we've at least given a good account of ourselves.
1: We're up there on Northwestern's campus right now. Coach Walford hanging out with us tonight on Southern Sports Central Coaches Show for three solid hours coach. You know, you talk about uh, protecting the sport, protecting the players. And and I got to say that you saw this year a different athlete because they weren't quite, didn't seem to be quite as strong, quite as physical as they had in the past because of the training was a heck of a lot different. But this spring, having that become a possibility and it looks like a reality, you know, tell me from your point of view, all of the positives of why we must have a spring season coming up in a couple of months?
5: Uh, I, I just think that, you know, it, it's our it's our fall open season. And I think it's very important, okay, just for football, and selfishly I'm going to talk about football, of course. Um, you know, being a big proponent of football and, and, and needing football to have a voice. You know, I think, first of all, just for a standpoint of, you might have players on your campus who aren't sure if they want to play or not. Well, this is, gives them an opportunity to get out there and learn an environment that's really a little less competitive than perhaps the fall season where you're preparing for a game or preparing for that first game or that first scrimmage. You know, these situations give us, give us a chance as coaches to really slow the game down for those type players and really hit on the fundamentals and really talk about blocking and tackling and, and, and getting down to the nuts and bolts of the sport and the safety uh, part of, the, of those actions, you know, and being safe uh, when you're striking another opponent or being safe when you're taking a hit. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think that that, that part about spring practice is forgotten. Uh, but but I know at, at the schools that I've been at and in Northwestern now, you know, and, and <laughs> it's funny to say because I haven't had a spring practice yet. Uh, I came in, I was hired very late in June uh, for my first year and didn't have a spring practice. And this past year, spring practice was taken away. But, you know, it, uh, our spring practices are going to revolve around fundamentals and, and go, you know, you can't escape them in a game. You can't escape them in practice. So revolve around fundamentals. Uh, and just the safety the safety part of that. You know, and then the other part is, is having your kids and having your team around again. You know, football is one of those sports where we don't have a spring football season. We don't have a summer football season. You know, our football season is played in the fall. And people, we, you know, we can talk about seven-on-seven seven leagues and camps and, and going to things like that. But, you know, there's really something special and something really, really good and wholesome about uh, playing a football game on a Friday night you know for your high school team and uh, that only happens in the fall so being able to get them around in the spring and 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 knowing that they you know they're not really going off and playing you know they're not really going there's no American Legion football you know there's no uh, uh, right now in such state of South Carolina no AAU scholastic you know high school football uh, going on in, in the spring so uh, you know it's an opportunity to get your team back together and, and the season, you know, the year really goes in three seasons. It goes spring practice. You have a, a group of players in spring practice. You have a group of players in the summer. And then you have the group of players that you play your season with. And sometimes, you know, it's not the same. You don't get the same people. But that spring practice really gives you an opportunity to, to see players at different positions, uh, to see players uh, uh, playing both sides of the ball perhaps, or, and, and have players come out that, that are just deciding if they want to try, try the sport or not. And uh, to, to have something like that threatened to be taken away uh, was kind of disturbing. But you know, cooler heads prevailed, and I think the right decision was made. And uh, and and for a sport that people say you know that our numbers are dropping, you know we had more players coming out for Northwestern football this past year than than you know had more players on on all three of our teams than we've had you know in in recent memory. So it was uh, you know to say okay we're going to have another year without spring practice was 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 uh, concerning, but but fortunately, you know the, uh, the the committee listened listened to the body and and uh, and I believe made the right decision.
1: Making a good decision tonight was getting this guy on the radio with us, Coach Walford, all the way up there on the course, a, a big campus that we love to uh, get in as many as times as we can at Northwestern. And uh, Coach, uh, you, you mentioned coming in late in June. Now the Low Country, I'm sure you guys saw the headlines: nineteen to twenty-two, somewhere in that number of new coaches down here in the Low Country where they started maybe as early as, I would say, February. Some of them might have got in as late as June, like yourself over there. Man, that made it a very tough deal for you because you're learning a lot of kids in a lot of places. You're having to learn parents and, and all of that conversation. Uh, COVID was a tough deal for you as a coach because you didn't have the normal conversations with parents that a lot of you head coaches really look forward to having too, especially to that senior class. How, how tough was it for you to kind of get your arms around this program, being the fact that you kind of got a a raw end of the deal uh, of getting a start late and then COVID coming in. Well, we,
5: we, you know, I look at it as it didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen to us. It happened for us. And we took right. it as a trying to find the, the very best situation we could and make it the best situation we could. And I felt like we handled it as well as any other high school could have handled it. Uh, you know, we all became masters of the zoom meeting. Uh, we we all, you know, we had weekly zoom meetings. We had, uh, you know, we were able to get our NFL players on there. You know, Daryl Patterson came and spoke on our Zoom. You know, that was a big deal for the kids, you know, just improving their relationships with the players. We had parent meetings on Zoom uh, before we started practice, before we started our summer workouts. You know, we had a big parent question and answer period that was on Zoom. You know, uh, other players, you know, Mason Rudolph, you know, he came and spoke to the players via Zoom. So yes. it was really something that really made us uh, uh, evaluate how we had handled you know that time of year before, and seeing what we actually could accomplish, and and just getting more comfortable with saying, okay, maybe we can't get them all in the same room, but we can definitely get them all in the same place. You know, we can also get them all hearing the same message. Uh, but but I never I never really took it as a raw deal. I, you know, it was just it was it it was, you know, it was it was just the situation, and I was going to make the best of it. and I was going to make the best of it for our players. Uh, so so you know, and, and our season kind of. You know, kind of, kind of went that way. You know, we had a great, a great spring. We had a Zoom spring practice where we went through all of our our, our schemes and our you know our basic stuff and just on Zooms. And then we had summer and, and, and did the best we could and follow every protocol, followed every protocol and had a very safe summer. And then went through the season and, and had very, very, very few incidents. You know, nobody caught COVID on that field. Nobody caught COVID mm-hmm. during playing practice in football. Uh, as soon as, as soon as there was a situation, that situation was handled, and uh, the, the rest of the team was was taken care of. Was, was made sure they were safe. So, uh, I felt it wasn't something once again that happened to us. That happened for us, and it really uh, our our reaction to it is, is what determined you know our season this past year.
1: Hanging out here as we're wrapping it up with the coach is doing some big things, and it's only just begun up there for the folks, of course, at Northwestern High School where Coach Walford is uh, running the things in the right direction. Coach, uh, you know, we look at a lot of things uh, across the board. Recruiting is definitely a little different than it was back in our days of playing the game or even for the, for the conversation of uh, the, as I mentioned with Coach, of course, uh, that was just in here with us, Coach Durham, the recruiter has now a transfer portal on top of a not one but two national signing days. Give us your thoughts. On, on such a transformation and it seems like at least the recruiting game has definitely changed and with everything else makes it a little bit tougher for some of our seniors not only this year but going forward with this new opportunity
5: yeah i agree you know we uh at northwestern we the college coaches come in you know they find a way to get in none of the division one guys this year of course because of their their restrictions but you know the other schools are definitely you know coming through the door and and we welcome them and we you know safe environment as possible we welcome them in and talk to our guys we actually have Currently, we've got nine nine guys with offers. So, uh, four of those guys have already signed commitments. So, I haven't seen it this year, at least through Northwestern. Uh, you know what what you see is you don't see the Division one guys coming through. But, uh, you know, our guys were still able to find a home, and we worked very hard at Northwestern to provide uh, the chances for those guys to get to the next level. Um, of course, I tell I'll tell anybody. You know, they're going to come to Northwestern. here you know, they're going to come to Rock Hill. That's uh, in the state of South Carolina. You're not going to find an area where you're going to have a higher concentration of, of players that can go to the next level and then succeed and go, you know, even to the highest level, even even go play for the league. So uh, we we haven't seen a, a drop-off of that, but it is definitely concerning with, with the, the NCAA coming out with the decision, hey, you know, we're going to give kids another year. And when you speak to the, the college coaches that come to your door or on the phone, and that's one of the questions I ask them, you know, right away is, you know, how are you all handling that? how are y'all handling the situation where a player might come back uh, or might have to come back and, and y'all can't, you know, a lot of these schools um, are, are, it's a financial situation for them. You know, if they have a senior decide to come back, they either have to allow them to come back or have a real hard conversation with a player that you've invested four years in already. Uh, so it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not impossible. You know, that we had, we had a zoom, uh, a zoom recruiting fair that we participated in. And that was, that was a really, really uh, good deal for me and, and our players because uh, we were able to see a lot more schools than we had seen already, and uh, and found some, found some got some guys some offers you know through that that perhaps they hadn't done otherwise. So I was very very pleased to participate in that through our football coaches association, uh, you know. And so it's it's a problem that unfortunately we won't see the end of this year, because next year you're going to see another situation with the 22 class where. Uh, these schools still have a, a glut of players, if you will, or, or, you know, a choking point of players in a certain certain year or a certain age where, uh, you know, they can, if, uh, even a Division One school with 85 scholarships, you know, can't have 60 kids, 60, 20, 20, 22 kids, you know, or anything like that. They've still got to figure out, you know, how, they lo- how they're going to look and how that team's going to look three or four years down the line. So, uh, you know, we, we're just doing the best we can to promote our players uh, to all the schools we can and to give them the best opportunities available to play at the next level if, if they choose to.
1: We're hanging out with the Trojans of Northwestern. If you look at his Twitter account, he's located at Football City USA, and you know where that's at, Rock Hill. They put a lot of kids at the next level, not only in college, but you see it in the NFL. You've seen it in Super Bowls and across uh, the entire spectrum. Of course, Coach Walford going to continue that drive over there With those folks at Northwestern High School, Coach, the final thing for you, and and for those who may have just joined in, they can hear this again. But when you look at what is also right around the corner, that is the season coming up, do you like starting after Labor Day? And do you like having the longer period? And you heard Coach, and you mentioned this earlier, Coach Durham makes a lot of great comments about what he thought going forward. But what's your thoughts on starting a little later and, and adjusting the playoffs a little bit?
5: I don't mind starting later. You know, just tell me when and where, you know, when, when can we start? When can we have it? Now our schedule is, 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 is completed for next year. You know, I hope that doesn't change. You know, hopefully we can just put, if they start us later, we can just start that week zero game uh, you know, on week, what the, what would be week zero. Um, you know, I, I didn't mind uh, starting, you know, when we did start this past year, it was cooler. Uh, you know, that's, Something that was brought up today in our football coach association meeting, uh, you know Charlie Winsky was there from the high school from the from the high school league, and he he was graciously answered a lot of our questions and really explained a lot of things to us that we, you know, just had questions about. But one of the things he did mention was, you know, it takes some of the heat factor out of there. Uh, I, I didn't mind, uh, you know, having a, a week or two of school before that first game, you know, just because sometimes when you start early and you play, and we like playing week zero when you play that week zero game. You know, it might be the first time the kids have been set foot on campus for three days and they've got a game, so that's really kind of a weird schedule. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm of the, the idea that, hey, just tell me when we can start and when we can play that first game and get it going. Uh, as far as the playoff goes, you know, we, we, we plan on winning the region every year. Uh, that's just something that, that we do, and, and I've said it before, you know, we won it this year, but I don't even know where the trophies are for region championships at Northwestern. I know where the state championship trophies are, but, you know, the region championship <laughs> trophies just, I think I've seen one on campus since I've been there, and it was off in some closet somewhere. So, uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of what's expected from us, and, and we don't run away from that. But, um, you know, I also understand the situation of having more than, you know, extending the playoffs to the way it used to be where it was five games. Now, I grew up with high school football in South Carolina. My dad coached at Berkeley High School and Goose Creek High School growing up. So I grew up with, you know, it took you to win three games and then you got to play in Columbia, you know, to where the top two teams from each region or even the point system, you know, we're determining who was making these playoffs. So I grew up with uh, the, th- the, the first round, second round, third round, and then the state championship. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that too. But I also I, r- I really understand, you know, what it means for that fourth, that fourth team in that region or that fourth team to make that, you know, that, that round of 32 uh, teams and what it means for some of those schools. And, and I think it's worth it to have that game. Uh, I think it's worth it for some of these schools whose whose goal might not be, you know, at Northwestern our goal is to see championships. Well, some teams aren't there yet. You know, they're working towards it, and their goal might be, hey, to make the playoffs. Well, I think it's something once again to promote the sport to be able to allow them to make the playoffs. And uh, and it was uh it was it was uh, I tell you it makes that first round game when you're playing a when you're number one seed and you're playing a number two seed, it makes that first round game a little bit different uh, than in years past when maybe you were playing a four seed. Uh, and a team maybe with a losing record, but that team came in and played just as hard, uh, as that number two seed. But, you know, it was, it's, it's a little bit different situation when you do that. Uh, and so I, I understand the competitiveness of it, but I also understand, you know, those teams that they were three and four seeds in the past that made it all the way and won the state championship. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny old game. And, and, uh, and the more opportunities we have to showcase our players and to showcase this sport, this great sport, I say we go for it. And, uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm okay with the 10-game season. I remember when it was 11-game season and 15 and 0 was the state championship, you know, because you had three playoff games in the state championship. But I, I also you know understand the 10-game season, maybe 11 weeks to play 10 games, so you can have some wiggle room in there uh, with an open date or, or a week zero game, and then and then also uh, uh, have have the playoffs where it's you know it's five rounds of playoffs instead of four like it was this past year. But uh, I, I think that you know people will make that decision. Uh, based on where we are with COVID and, and where we are and what can be safest with the players. And, and I will support that decision, and we'll do the best we can to be, to be there at the end.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate you being with us here tonight. We want to invite you back on anytime and every time you get a chance. I want to thank you uh, for taking some time away from the family to be a part of our show here tonight. And uh, invite your players in. Gosh, doggone it, we want to get your players in here. We want to get to know them, give them some exposure, let the rest of the state know who they are. Uh, Up there at, of course, Rock Vegas Up there in Rock Hill, South Carolina (laughs) Where, of course, you guys ball out up there at Northwestern Coach, but God bless you And best of luck in the spring And we'll talk soon Will do, man, God bless and thank you, too Always a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen We are continuing the drive Around the state of South Carolina from Rock Vegas, oh, we are Heading to Anderson Let's give him an introduction because he needs one As we've done for all of our coaches (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. It is time in Anderson, South Carolina, where we check in with a man who's got a few different things going on. One of them, he's the head football coach at Westside High School. The other one, he was announced as the director of the Touchstone Energy North-South Bowl. That's up there in my hometown in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Who is that? Well, that's uh, Coach Scott Early. Coach, welcome back to the show.
8: Yeah, man. Thank you for having me.
1: I hate to keep you, and I, I do appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. First of all, man, uh, hopefully you and your family are doing well at Christmas and New Year's, and I know you guys are getting through the months here of almost midway through February. Uh, how's everything? And, again, congratulations on that uh, director of uh, the Touchdown Energy Bowl.
8: Yeah, I mean, all is good, just, you know, dodging COVID bullets and doing the best we can with what we have. And, um you know, the north-south thing was a great honor, uh, but I've worked alongside Coach Richland since 2003, and, uh, you know, Coach is 80 years old now, and he decided to retire and sort of just fell in my lap, but I feel like I've he's he's helped me prepare for, you know, the journey and what's next. So I've been able to work, you know, a lot of years with Coach Dula and Coach Richland and uh, feel humbled to have this opportunity.
1: Now, before we talk some other high school stuff, let's talk on this just a little bit, and then we'll kind of move through what some of the big things I want to get your thoughts on here tonight. Uh, As again, we always appreciate you, Coach, giving us some moments of your time here on a Wednesday night on the show. But again, you're very familiar to the Grand Strand for multiple reasons, and you and I have talked about that in previous shows that you've joined me. Uh, but how, how excited are you guys to get back under the lights and get those kids back to the Grand Strand uh, for the for the week that you guys give them uh, on an, an opportunity and, and everything that's all balled into, of course, bringing the best kids around the great state of South Carolina together on the Grand Strand. Is everything ready to go as of this time next year? We'll be talking about another great game that was in the books in
8: 2021. Yeah, I mean, we... we um... You know, it's the South Carolina Athletic Coach Association Touchstone Energy Electric Co-Ops Bowl, and we're blessed to have, you know, great sponsors, especially our title sponsor uh, with the Electric Co-Ops of South Carolina. And, uh, you know, we being at the beach, stars shine brighter at the beach, and all the hotels, restaurants, tax accommodation, uh, they welcome this game. This, this game has been in Myrtle Beach since 1986. So we uh we, you know, we're just fortunate to have a, a home, a place that embraces us and we're able to showcase the the best players, the best coaches, the best officials and the best chain crew uh in the state of South Carolina and it's a bowl type experience and you know, I was fortunate enough to coach in the Shrine Bowl, coaching the Under Armour game in Florida in two thousand ten and you know, I would I would put our touchstone energy bowl up against anybody in the state when it comes to the benefits that the players receive, the participants, you know, all the what I call the party of the game and then and then the fans and the parents and we just want to expand on what Coach Richardson has laid down and make it better.
1: Hanging out right now with the man who is the director of that bowl game that he's talking about, a tradition that, again, if you've ever had a chance to watch it, play in it, be around it. Of course, I grew up with it being in my backyard up there on the Grand Strand. It's just – it's one of those things that you already – it's like every year you already have it circled and you're already ready to go watch some of the best ballers around the state of South Carolina. Again, Coach, we thank you guys for doing that. We had an opportunity this past year to do something special, and it's a full-blown my do we have the respect for you guys y'all do it a whole week man that's that's uh just getting them to the field is, is its own challenge coach but you guys do that and a lot more because you give them a lot of learning lessons off the field of course they're going to play a game of football but there's so many relationships and things that y'all are having with these young men off the field that play such a big role
8: yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a 365 day a year business and you know when we actually get to the beach and check everybody in and 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 begin the process of the week, the work is done. So when we're down there, you know, we just try to enjoy it and, um, you know, just hope it's positive for every participant uh, and every fan and everybody involved with the game. And there's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, a lot of that comes from the people that support it, um, from sponsorship dollars to tax accommodation dollars. And, you know, th- those are the people that really – behind the scenes, make it all happen.
1: Now talking about making it happen, coach, you guys did that up there this past year in Anderson, South Carolina. Of course, you're the head coach at Westside high school, home of the Rams. The season came, the season went, you guys uh, did a lot of big things on and off the field guys, by the way, your quarterback play to a lot of other ballers around that team. Very impressive. I got the chance to watch a lot of your highlights that you guys were sharing on social media Uh, Talk a little bit about the season this year, coach. You've been coaching a long time and you've had to go against a lot, man. But for you guys to to battle the the conversation of COVID and things like that, but still keep this team, it seemed extremely well bonded together all season was very impressive and special.
8: Well, I mean, we're fortunate to have a great administration and support system and uh, we were able to uh, dodge the COVID bullets and and to – continue to practice and play and were able to uh, win a region title and uh, enter the playoffs with a young team. And um, it was just, you know, when you consider the circumstances of what all occurred and what it, what went into, uh, you know, surviving all the things that happened, uh, we were blessed to have a great season, win a region title, uh, enter the playoffs and uh, with a very young team and just, you know, for lack of a better term, survive it. But you know, a lot of I thought a lot of people were just surviving, and I thought that under the circumstances, we were thriving, and we're looking forward to some sense of normality in 2021.
1: The bus is parked over there at Westcott High School, Anderson, South Carolina, where the region champion Rams, and that is their head coach Scott Early, has joined us here tonight. Coach uh, talking about surviving, making it through the conversation. As you know, it's heading this way, and that was to the vote that, of course, the, uh, the commissioner and his crew up there at the South Carolina High School League put together on spring practice. Now, of course, there was a lot of rumors and things and this, that, and the other that we'll get into as we get through tonight's uh, interview with you. But what's your thoughts on spring ball? Were you surprised by the 15-0 to zero unanimous vote there? And then uh, just kind of overall, your, your thoughts of how important it is to bring spring back to the conversation of high school football?
8: Well, I, I mean, I thought today uh, being a part of the conference was uh, sort of a monumental day in the state of South Carolina. Um, I think that um, there was some great decisions made in the in the past season to to preserve the safety of our athletes and coaches and and everybody involved. And then I think you know the the proposal that was put out there was sort of a knee-jerk reaction of, um, I mean, we're in February and we're already saying that we want to cancel open season, spring practice. We want to move the season back to, you know, from basically week zero in August 20th to September the 3rd. And I thought that, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, the high school league is an unbiased body. We, the 216 schools in South Carolina. Give them leeway to make unbiased decisions, and most time, you know, the bodies included. It's um, there's a there's a democratic society, a voice. Um, I thought this morning that kind of got thrown on us a little quick, but in 24 hours to see the uh, superintendents, principals, ads, and coaches in the state come together, put put their in common differences with one another down, to come together for a greater cause. Um, was a blessing to me because with virtual school and all the adaptations and and things that we've done, we've lost a lot of critical students that their lifeline is uh, the face learning, not virtual, uh, athletics, uh, the positive routine and ritual that athletics provides. I thought that with with what occurred this morning, it validated the fact that we're in a critical time where the people with, for lack of a better term, common sense and student care all came together to unanimously say that we need to move forward and do this for the betterment of the student athlete. So I thought today was a very positive day in South Carolina High School athletic history.
1: Hanging out on the campus right over there at Westside High School. Anderson, South Carolina, with the buses pulled right up front there, virtually hanging out. Scott Early, the head football coach of the Rams, winning a region championship here out of a season that we weren't sure was even going to be a reality, Coach, and I agree with you. The one thing, and I mentioned this with a few other coaches, I- I'm so proud of you and all of your fellow coaches in the state of South Carolina. Man, this is the day that I'm really proud to be a South Carolinian sports guy here because i watched you guys Join together, voice your opinion together, and and I thought right, got ahead of the storm, if you will, because again, had that not happened, we might be having a different conversation here tonight, and may not have gotten that unanimous conversation that, of course, we saw around what noon or ten o'clock this morning.
8: Well,
0: uh,
8: that's that's correct, and and I think that you know, it, it just shows what unity does, and and you know, I don't I don't remember a time in my years in the state where there was a proposal from the South Carolina High School League Executive Director that was basically voted down by the Executive Committee unanimously. So I, I think I I think that I think today the clear message was sent that regardless of what's going on in the outskirts of the world, the state of South Carolina needs to get back to some normalcy and through the athlete's best interest at heart and you know, it's 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 you know what virtual learning has done to academics, and what um, distancing and and fear of of normalcy has done to athletics. I mean, you know, we're a small state, uh, somewhat a rural state, and and we we lose student athletes that that we'll never get back again. And I think the the routine and the structure uh, and organization that athletics provides is a huge benefit to a lot of student-athletes across the state. And it was pleasing to see that uh, that was agreed upon by superintendents, principals, ADs, and coaches in the state today. So, you know, I just think today was a great day.
1: Totally agree with you as we're wrapping up here. As, again, we are on the campus hanging out with Coach Scott Early, Westside High School, Anderson, South Carolina, region champions, Rams. And of course, coach, uh, you know, the final thing I want to ask you, and, you know, I know it's early, but but did what was your thoughts when you saw them come out with a smaller playoff? And now there's some conversation. Again, I'm sure it's just a little bit of wind coming through the trees that there may be a different playoff coming in. It looks kind of similar to what we just saw. But what is your thoughts about playing a little later, the day after Labor Day? And, and again, good idea to go to a smaller uh, four instead of five weeks. Uh, just give me your your, your assessment, from all the years that you've seen high school football do a lot of things from the sweet 16 that we used to talk about to what we deal with today?
8: Well, I think, I think there's a lot of variables. I think, you know, just, just being involved with the North South all-star game, you know, five out of the last six years, we've even had a hurricane or a virus or something that, that causes a little bit disruption. Um, And I think that, it's, it's it's too early in February to decide what we're going to do in August and September. However, you know, we are scheduled to play week zero, August the 20th, uh, week one, August 27th, and then move forward with that schedule. Um, and, you know, people, people have signed contracts and have matchups, you know, for, for us, just for example, we're playing BHP in week zero. We're going to Somerville. Uh, down there in your neck of the woods in and, and week one and you know you got Greer Burns you got all these you know I just think it's not it's not a time to panic or knee jerk react to that and then the second part of that question as far as the postseason um, you know this might be I don't know a little different or radical on my part but there, there's a lot of good things that came out of COVID too and, and one of the good things is one of the you know the the most miserable things in athletics, especially in football, is one versus four, um, and I don't I don't think it produces a lot of revenue, and in, in some cases, I think it produces some humiliation. And I actually like the take the top two and and do that large, and and I actually enjoy the old point system. You know, wherever game matters, so it's kind of like you know when you get to the postseason you want to get the cream of the crop um, and, and you don't want to have a matchup that's demeaning. So I think if, if we just keep, you know, learning from the mistakes of the past, we could actually formulate this thing into a really good system that that really worked. And, um, you know, in the playoffs this year, I actually like the, taking the top two. I think it's been beneficial for winter sports and basketball. Uh, and hopefully we can find the common ground of playing the regular season, considering demographics and regional matchups along with revenue, and at the end of the day, we can come up with something that's pleasing to everybody um, that would be beneficial to the student-athletes in the state.
1: I tell you what, you would never doubt a moment when you got a guy like this on. And, of course, we're over there at Anderson, South Carolina. Scott Early, the head coach of Westside High School. Coach Early, I love getting you in here, man, because I tell you what, you've seen a lot of things from the Grand Strand to now all of a sudden up there in that upstate of South Carolina. And you now, of course, have a major role with this uh, bowl game known as the North-South up there on the Grand Strand. So uh, for all that you've continued to do, all that you've done, And just the time you gave me here tonight, man, it it means the world to me. I want to continue to be a part of your family over there with the Rams and and your players to send them this way. I love having them on. I just appreciate you, and I respect uh, everything that you said tonight. I got to have, to be honest with you, I agree with you. I, I liked it. Now, I like the factor that it makes every game, and I say this because every game mattered this year. You could not afford to lose a game. Because even if it was a three-way tie, there was still a chance. You didn't get in the playoffs. In a normal season, as they like to say, a team like that would get in. Or maybe a team would get in that would barely be 500. Coach, I just I like the competitiveness, and it teaches these young men and women, like you mentioned in basketball, and these guys and girls are playing tonight across the state to say, look, if we lose tonight, it, this may be it. We may only have one more game left. So I love the competitive version of what you just gave us, Coach. Appreciate your time tonight.
8: Well, I mean, you know, as an analogy, a 68-year-old head coach and a 43-year-old quarterback just won the Super Bowl. So I think a lot (laughs) of times you got to compromise between old school and new school, Um, you know, and, and, you know, I appreciate um, what you're doing and uh, the platform that you have. And at the end of the day, we all should be on the same page to benefit and promote um, the student athletes in the state of South Carolina. And I think a lot of times, you know, as John McKissick used to say, some old school common sense should come into play.
1: <laughs> and I've heard it many a times over there, Coach. I tell you what, you, you've been around, you've heard a lot, you continue to do a lot. and There's a lot of guys that quote you, and here tonight we'll be quoting you because we're putting all your stuff on social media. But uh, we appreciate you and, and, and all that you continue to do. And, and, of course, uh, I'm going to make my road trip up there because I want to catch up with a handful of your players that have joined us. But I look forward to taking a tour around your campus up there in Anderson here hopefully real soon. And we've got some things that Eugene and I are working on. Uh, we're going to bring it to you if you're interested maybe. We've got something that we can work together uh, in, in the future as well, Coach.
8: Well, I want to give a shout-out to Eugene because he, he sent me a DM and that's hard for me to do. <laughs> but uh, my son's a kicker and due to COVID and the seniors coming back, he is going to Newberry with Todd Knight to, to kick the Newberry. And then I want to give a shout-out to our quarterback, Pete Zamora, who committed to Marshall University today. And uh, Wow, just want to keep providing opportunities. And uh, we would love to have you as a guest to uh, what they call Westside, South Carolina. And I appreciate you having me on tonight. And I appreciate you
1: always spewing the truth. You got it, buddy. Eugene, real quick, man. I want you to say something because he gave you a little love there, buddy. Yes, sir. You know, I followed your son's uh, career a
2: little bit. I, I trained and coach kickers uh, throughout the state and and, and travel with these guys. And uh, just saw your son, man. That uh, you know, I, it still it still gets me. It still cracks me up. He's kicking out there in his sneakers instead of cleats. But uh, I saw that PWO to Carolina, and then I saw him commit to Newberry. Uh, you know, it seems like Newberry gave him a very good opportunity to come in and kick some balls and perform on the field. So just want to say congratulations to the young man for seizing that opportunity and uh hope he makes the best of it. Wish him a lot of success.
8: Well, Eugene, I appreciate that and due to COVID, the seniors coming back, the Georgia State out, Walford stuff got left out, but you know what? It's it's not our plan, it's God's plan and it'll work out and Bryce is blessed to be with Todd Knight and the Newberry Wolves, and I appreciate you following him and understand that the hardest job in the world is to be a kicker, because you're either a hero or a goat.
1: (laughs) Well, Coach, again, congratulations on the success. Tell Peter congratulations as well. Congratulations to your son, man. Again, so much. I know we we hear the negative, but I swear to goodness gracious and good Lord above, there's been a lot of good. Oh, there's been a lot of good that's come out of uh, this situation we've come into, Coach, but again, we look forward to getting you back here real soon, and I'll catch up with you off the air.
8: Appreciate you having me on. Y'all have a blessed evening.
1: There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the big man. That is, of course, Scott Early, Westside High School, Anderson, South Carolina. The bus is, by the way, back on the road. It's heading to AC Floors. so don't go anywhere. Coach Curtis is getting on the road. Yep, you know we got a little special music for him coming out here of the bus in just a minute. But, again, uh, you, you look at what came out of, a season that we weren't sure you heard a lot of region champs. You've heard some state championship runs. You've heard a lot of really good. And how about commit, commit, commit? It keeps checking off over here on our uh, board, if you will. So, again, we want to thank all the coaches that have joined us at this point. We're going to take a quick second to reset. We're about eight minutes into hour three. So, you know, we got to hit the intro. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern Sports Central, hour number three. And, boy, has it been a show of uh, everything and then some, an instant classic, if you will, thanks to the great coaches around the state of South Carolina. We're now on the campus in Columbia, South Carolina, with Coach Dustin Curtis and the state champion boys over there at AC Floor. Coach, welcome back to Southern Sports Central. Glad to have you. Coach Curtis, you got us? I got you,
11: man. Good to be here. Thank y'all so much.
1: <laughs> Glad to get you back in here. First of all, man, we're talking to state championship coaches here. And that is, of course, you, my friend. And you've done some great things. We brought you in with that Rick Flair introduction. And uh, only a few get it, by the <laughs> way. I know in Columbia, y'all hear that, a regulars bit. Of course, uh, the Gamecock Nation, like myself and a few others, enjoy that uh, introduction as well, Coach. But, uh, man, what's it been like the last couple of months since we've caught up?
11: uh man i've been bored man there ain't a lot of work to do right now uh you know everything's kind of kind of slow we're still in a hybrid schedule and uh really didn't go back till the end of january so i've just now had a chance to see some kids and players again and um just trying to get back into the swing of things and you know hope things keep keep turning to the positive but you know obviously um you know it's been a great feeling and the kids have Uh, been able to enjoy it and and, uh, you know most of them are are either in a in a sport right now or about to get started in a spring sport too so um, hopefully they can take that that you know momentum and winning mentality and spread it to other other programs in our school
1: now of course you guys coming off a really big season another again congratulations the state championship and all And then national signing day just wrapped up about a week or so ago. Y'all had a lot of kids getting opportunities there. Tell us the, you know, with success comes more success. And uh, you guys saw that going into signing day. Talk to me about some of your big guys that uh, had an opportunity to continue that game of, of playing now college football after the life of high school.
11: Absolutely. Uh, You know, starting with our two big guys, uh, you know, Banks Pope um, was committed to Appalachian state for a long time and, and, um, had a conversation with uh, some of their recruiting guys and Brandon Streeter on a Monday, I think the week, uh, a couple weeks before signing day. Um, and um, it really didn't take Banks too long to, to, to decide not to do it. And, and this was before the December signing day. And, um, uh, you know, he the kid just grew up a Clemson fan and, and it's been in his heart all his life and, and a dream. And, and Clemson does a fantastic job of, you know, given walk-ons opportunities. I mean, we've seen it before. Heck, uh, walk-on caught, a, caught a, the most probably famous touchdown in Clemson history. So, uh, we know that Banks is going to go up there and compete and, and have a chance to get some playing time. And Amarion um, Hammond going to, to Georgia State uh, has obviously, you know, been, been a big deal for a while. And those guys celebrated finally with their teammates who all signed um, in the February signing day. But they actually inked you know, back in December – uh, but they were the only two back then. And uh, Quarterback Ethan Bemis is going to Limestone. It's a place that he has a great relationship up there with Coach Turk and, um, you know, known them and talked to them for a long time, and, and I know he's really excited about it. Uh, we got defensive uh, lineman Jalen Brown and running back Matt Pack going to Wingate. Um, absolutely love uh, Coach Mike Long and, and that Wingate staff is so stable. I mean, that, that offensive staff has been together, like, over 11 years or something like everybody it's uh it's pretty impressive and you know you can just kind of see the way that they recruit kids in their organization and, and how they do things so um you know really excited about um you know their opportunity we got a we got a wide receiver named omar shangabs going all the way up to chicago uh to go to uh, concordia i uh, had a chance to meet you know one of their coaches via the phone and uh, man what a great guy and a great talk on I mean, his name is escaping me right now but um, you know, a program that's got a lot of great things to offer right outside of, of downtown Chicago, about 20 minutes outside. It's a gorgeous campus, and um, you know we know that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun for him too. Uh, Eric Rice going to South Carolina uh, as a preferred walk-on as a lot out, and um, man, I, it's coach Beamer and Coach Kimry, and uh, haven't had a chance to talk to Coach Step yet, but uh, I know those guys are excited about him too, and you know his work ethic and the speed and uh, the way he improved from his junior to senior year gives me a lot of hope uh, and belief that he's going to go up there and he, you know, he's going to compete his butt off too, to try to earn some playing time. And, uh, obviously we had eight, so I know I'm, I'm leaving somebody out. Um, and that makes me feel terrible, but um, we, we got some more coming. That's for sure. Um, so some things already in the works and, and probably hopefully can be, be announced here pretty soon. Uh oh, we do have Diego Addison, our corner. Uh, he's already, uh, committed to go to Benedict. He actually uh, committed to Benedict Sunday night, so uh, it was actually right after uh, all that he kind of finalized, and, and so we hadn't got a chance to celebrate with him, but but we will soon, along with some others.
1: You guys been celebrating? It seems like uh, for the last three, two or three months. Of course, uh, the Falcons come flying in with a four A state championship. They're in Columbia. They played in Columbia, and Coach Curtis took them to that state championship. AC Flora here on the phone with us here tonight. As the bus is pulled up over there with uh, some state championship bling on the bus here for the next few minutes here, Coach. Uh, you know, a lot of good is, again, we, we keep saying this because I wanted to to give people hope. And you've done that with the state championship, with doing it the right way, with now having a, a more than a handful of signing into classes. Even the young man going as a preferred walk-on to the University of South Carolina and, and a guy that... It has a lot of connections around the state like you do, Coach. You see Coach Dabo, Sweeney, in Clemson. Here we go now with the coach that they just hired over there in South Carolina. I got to say, I I think we have, and and Coach Jamie Chadwell, along with all the coaches in the state, but I think we probably, without a doubt, have some of the best coaches in our state in college football than any other state across the country with the hiring, of course, of, uh, of what the Gamecocks just brought in.
11: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, that staff. And and I think one of the things that um, has always been so impressive about Clemson is, is their ability to kind of hire guys that are are very excited to be at Clemson and a bunch of guys that um, that went to Clemson and grew up around Clemson. And, um, you know, I've been up there for spring practices and had a chance to hang out with those guys and watch some film and, you know, watch ball and, and, you know, it's a really cool feel, you know, because the you could just tell everybody's just so, you know, dagum genuine about the place and you know, you you could tell how that's rubbed off over the course of the last decade on, on their players and their program. And I know that uh you know, that that's certainly one of Coach Beamer's hopes here, you know, is that he'll build something and attract kids and coaches that, you know, feel like South Carolina's special, you know, because when you when you're invested in something in different ways than just a job or a paycheck, you know, th- those things are different. And, you know, I'm not saying any coaches were or weren't, you know, beforehand, but, but I know that that's one of his focuses and, um, you know, myself being a South Carolina alum too, that's, um, you know, it's pretty exciting and, and you're hopeful for the future and, and exactly what he's trying to build.
1: Yeah. Coach, uh, of course, uh, that's one thing, Coach uh, Curtis and I have in common. We We're, former Gamecocks, doing the things that we do, loving the hire of Shane Beamer and, and the energy and the, the just the hometown feeling that he's going to bring uh, back to our universities there in Columbia. Of course, you're in Columbia, so that's got to be even more exciting for you, Coach. You know, let me ask you this because I, I got a few other questions I want to get with you on in the course we're talking about spring ball and, and what the season may or may not look like next year in high school football, but when it came down to recruiting this year, you, you had, like I think you mentioned, eight young men that they got the chance to, at least at this point, you're probably going to grow that list here in the next couple of weeks as well. But this was kind of the year for the smaller schools to really grow. You saw Newberry did an incredible job. There was a team out of a school out of West Virginia out of Bluefield. They came down and I thought did a great job and a smaller version of, of, of college football. But this seemed to be a really good year for Division Two, II, Three, the NAIA, and even the HBCUs really came in our state and, and did a great job of helping our young men continue with that dream of playing football.
11: Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I really enjoy meeting, you know, so many of these coaches from, from all over the country. You know, we we got Amore Stevens. It's not over yet either. You know, Amore's going – um, up to uh, Shepherd, up in West Virginia, that's a great D two program. He's taking a visit there soon. And Maury Stevens and um, you know Billy Avant was offered a PWO by the Citadel, and Billy's an ROTC kid, so that's probably going to happen. Uh, Emmanuel Watkins was the one I had forgotten about, our, our left guard, uh, who's going up to Methodist, and um, their OC Kevin McGuirk has been the area recruiter for this for the uh, you know for for our Columbia area for a long time and. Uh, he does a great job, and you know Newberry and Zach Edmonds and some of those guys have done a great job, and uh, it's really exciting to to get a chance to meet, you know, young coaches that, uh, you know, are really passionate and energetic, and and you know you could tell they're trying to make a name for themselves, and and you know when you when you do your job in the classroom, you know, for any young kids that are listening, you know, when you do your job in the classroom and you have over a 3.0 GPA. Uh, you know a lot of these smaller schools they can do a lot for you you know from a financial standpoint uh, you know cuz they don't they don't give out full rides you know that, that that's the the misconception that people see from the outside you know even an offer to a to a D3 school there's no athletic money um and so these guys have to work hard and and you know find out what kind of grants a kid qualifies for and you know what can we how can we work with admissions for this and you know, if he just gets his GPA up to this we can do this and they got to know a lot of stuff, you know, they got to be really organized in, in their approach. And, um, you know, the small schools uh, are, are just as great of an opportunity as a bigger school. And, and uh, anytime I get a chance to, to send a kid uh, to go play college football and fulfill his dream, uh, it's exciting. And, and so, you know, we've, we welcome all levels of program in the Florida because we, I, you know, I hope that every, every senior, you know, every senior that wants to go play college football, I feel like they can have an opportunity to go, do, to go do that if their grades uh, are where they need to be and, and if they're a hard-working kid.
1: Hanging out here with Coach Dustin Curtis. He is the head football coach of the state champion, AC Floor Falcons out of Columbia, South Carolina. Coach, spring ball. Talking about working hard, You looks like, fingers crossed, and good Lord willing, the creek doesn't rise. Y'all be playing some spring ball here in a couple of weeks or month there. So your thoughts when you saw that unanimous vote, and again, congratulations to your coaches across the state for you guys standing up for your kids, but standing up together as a bunch of professional men doing what you do best.
6: Yeah,
11: no doubt. You know, me and my AD talked this morning and, and look, I'll be honest. Like I, I understand, you know, he made, you know, he made the argument, well, what if we're still in a place where I can only allow, you know, two parents, you know, per athlete to a soccer game, but we're going to go have spring practice. And, um, you know, it's weird times and, and he's got a point. And, and it's, uh, you know, I told him, Heck, I didn't even care, honestly, if we even got to put pads on. I know there's coaches around the state that get mad at me for saying that out loud, but, um, you know, I just at least wanted the opportunity to take what athletes I could and go out there and do some fundamental drills and, you know, start developing a little bit. You know, spring sports are going to go into June. I mean, we we got – starters that play baseball and and i fully expect andy howlett to be playing for a state title and those dudes ain't gonna be a spring practice at all if that happens because you know the state championship for baseball is the first week of june this year and so you know there, there are some different things going on just from a timing standpoint that are not normal and that are different uh and so you know i hope coaches just relax realize that we got months of preparation left and if kids are still playing sports don't stress like be happy, let them play sports, develop the ones that you got there. Um, You know, I've, I've always been a believer that nothing is nothing I can do on a practice field is better than them competing. And um, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they're competing in baseball track or soccer, I don't care. You know, lacrosse, I got, we got kids that play all that. Um, If they're competing to me, they're getting more out of that than I can, I can give them at practice. So uh, I am excited. I'm excited to have a chance to be around the kids and, and, you know, try to kick, this, you know, things off somewhat normal in May. I'm sure there'll still be some protocols in place then. But, you know, hopefully we can move through summer and, and get more and more normal as as we head toward August football.
1: Coach, Cut- Coach Dustin Curtis with us all the way from AC floor, the Falcons, Columbia, South Carolina, state champions, hanging out here for the final few minutes here. Coach, the final part of this conversation, of course, uh, looking ahead, crystal ball and all, your thoughts of it possibly push back a little bit past labor day. And then on the other side, what was your thoughts of it being a four weekend or four week playoff rather than the five weeks coach, Uh, some of that conversation that was kind of echoed the last 48 hours.
11: Yeah. You know, number one, I I totally understand, uh, you know, the thoughts about pushing it back a little bit. Um, You know, a lot of it has to do with the heat, you know, me personally, I, Again, my AD and I talked about this this morning. You know, I said, look, when we start practice in August, I'm practicing in the morning. Um, It's a whole lot cooler then than it is after school in August at, at, you know, 4.30, 5 o'clock. So, you know, really practice before school starts is, is pretty dang safe, you know, in my opinion, because most coaches are off the field by 11, 11.30 before it really gets hot. You know, at least we are. And then once teachers go back, you, you bump practice to the afternoon, and, and that's when you're battling the heat bulb and the wet bulb and all that stuff, and uh, it does get a little bit more challenging, a little bit more difficult. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind pushing start uh, of games time-wise back to, you know, 8 or 8.30 those first two or three weeks, um, you know, just to kind of allow for the sun to go down a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I, again, we, we've got a wet bulb. If things need to be delayed, they can be delayed, and... You know, that's how practice works. If we gotta practice inside, we go inside. If we gotta wait, we wait. If we gotta take pads off, we take pads off. You know, I, I think we can we can practice football without pads. And, and you know, we we don't people might think this sounds crazy. We just wanna stay title and only gave up uh eight points a game on defense and, and uh mm. we almost never go good on good and we almost never tackle to the ground in practice, um, because we wanna keep people healthy and we wanna get guys to Friday. Uh and we did a pretty good job of that with injuries this year, so um, you know, I'm I'm flexible, and, um, yeah, you know, I, I understand both sides. You know, personally, I like the way it is, but that's probably because that's the only thing I've known. Um, but uh, w- one of the things I don't want is, and I know I differ from Coach Early who just came on and obviously respect everyone's opinion about it, but I don't want any part of dropping playoffs to the two teams, and, and that's coming from somebody who was the number one seed this year because I've been a four seed and I've beaten the number one team in the playoffs. I've been an at-large and beat a number one undefeated team in the playoffs. It can happen, and, and a lot of it is not every region is the same, unfortunately. And there's some regions that are really, really deep. And can you imagine, the, and I know that this is a long-shot scenario, but it actually happened to to me at AC Flora and Dean Howe back in, uh, I think, 2010. Uh, Might have been the year that it happened what happens if three teams all beat up beat up on each other and three teams go five and one and they, everybody beats everybody once in that little tied group of three. So you're going to tell me that one team gets left out the playoffs because they lost a tiebreaker or a coin toss. I just, right. that's the part that I can't see um, when you technically be tied for the region championship on paper and then right. lose it by some other, you know, tiebreaker rule. And, and, that's the problem. Like, you want to make that argument about a 4 seed between the 4, 5, and 6, I could really care less because you're talking about the bottom of the region. But if you have a three-way time for first and one team gets left out who might have had their best player hurt that night or something like that, and, and all of a sudden they can't even compete in the playoffs, um, to me, I think you're, you're taking away opportunities for kids uh, to go compete and go make memories. And, um, you know, I, I know we certainly did twice, and, you know, we didn't make it past the second round either of those times, but man, like, to have a team that finished fourth and, and then even in at-large go to BHP and win and go to North Augusta and win, like, those are those are moments my kids will never forget, and, uh, right. you know, obviously uh, you know, most number one seeds do beat the number four seed handily, but that ain't always the case, and uh, that's why you got to strap it up and play, and, and again, if it's a that region I played in and when I was a head coach at Westwood, especially my first year when to on Kendrick was still up there at South point and all that, I mean, South point, York, Lancaster, Ridgeview, us, Arnie, um, mm. you know, we didn't make the playoffs my first year, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the four teams that made the playoffs all won their first round game. And, um, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And, and, uh, again, I'm, I like five rounds. I think it's a good number uh, because of those reasons. And, um, you know, I'd like to not ever worry about it and just finish first or second regardless, but uh, for, for all the kids to have a chance to compete, I I just think
1: it's better. Well, more high school football is always a good conversation to the conversation of, you know, the Cinderella story. Disney makes millions out of movies like that. And then if there was a team that got hit this year, that would be called Greenville, Greenville three-way tie with who they were in. They unfortunately mathematically lost out from either a coin toss or points or whatever but it was a three-headed monster uh in that region up in the upstate and greenville actually had to sit out and watch both teams that were in their region i think got actually lost in round one uh so it was kind of a tough thing there coach but again always a pleasure can't wait to get you back hopefully you like the graphics that we made up for all of you coaches as our graphic departments uh you know they're all getting pay raises after this weekend
11: that's good stuff. Uh we appreciate it and uh be glad to come on anytime and and uh I actually went to that Greenville and uh Greenwood game and and they had a couple tough turnovers but otherwise that game would have been really close too and that's an exact uh you know shout out right there. You you hit the hit the nail on the head with that one about a team that could have easily won a game or two in the playoffs and and had a chance to make a run. So um I'm glad that we're all coming back and, and appreciate everything. Uh, you guys do hopefully these vaccines keep rolling and things keep turning for the positive and uh, we can move on but certainly we've all learned a lot of life lessons through this and I hope the kids have too Um, but excited to get back to coaching no doubt coach
1: when this thing rolls over rolls through whatever we're coming to your campus we're going to take a tour and I believe there's a guy I saw something Perry got engaged today if not I saw something on social media so when you see Perry tell him congratulations on our behalf
11: (laughs) I will definitely do it. It was actually a little while ago. I don't know if it was reposted or something, but uh, right. it, it happened uh, a few months ago, and he's very excited. She's a sweet girl, and um, I wish them nothing but the best. He's he's a blessing to be on staff. I'll let them know. No doubt.
1: Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. God bless you and your family.
11: You got it. you will be good.
1: All right, guys, there you go. Of course, uh, we're going to pull the bus up. Don't go anywhere. We're not taking a break, but we're going to give our next coach an entrance as we now leave well, Lisa, this side of the conversation in Columbia, where we were at AC Flora, now where are we going? Gilbert, South Carolina with their head coach. Well, let's give them an introduction, guys.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble!
1: You know, the music's pumping, and we've got an athletic director and a head football coach all in one, Coach Chad Lee now joining us here from Gilbert, South Carolina, Gilbert High School's own. Coach, welcome to Southern Sports Central. Hey, Richie, appreciate you having me on. Glad to be here. Man, I tell you what, we've been very blessed tonight. We've got uh, all you coaches doing some big things here on our show tonight. You know, we love having your players on, and and I'll start with that, Coach. I I would love to have the opportunity to bring in a lot of your athletes in here and get to know them off the football field. I tell them all the time, look, I can read about you, I can watch you, but to know you is to listen to you. And, again, to give them a chance to interview before they go to the college level would be an honor on our part.
12: Oh, absolutely! I think that would be great. We got some great guys uh, in our program, uh, high-character kids, and uh, pretty good athletes to go along with that. So that'd, that'd be a great opportunity for them, for sure. Now you
1: look, you look at Gilbert, man, small town USA, if you will. There, you think of Friday Night Lights, and Gilbert comes to mind to me. I've got a handful of young men that I know. Uh, from that area some are actually i think one of the guys is a uh is an athletic director over at woodland high school i think he's got a connection to gilbert for some reason it hits my mind and coach cyber but that being said coach uh how was the season this year and uh kind of give us a breakdown of how things have been going the last couple of months with you guys
12: yeah had a had a great season this year you know number one we were blessed that we got the opportunity to play and um, you know, we were able to avoid uh, any major quarantines and shutdowns in football season, so our, our kids got to play uh, about as many games probably as anybody in the state. We were able to um, make a good run. We were region champions and, and went to lower state championship game, played a great Camden team that, that certainly got the better of us, but uh, but our kids had a heck of a run. They had a lot of memories uh, from Friday nights that's going to last them a lifetime that you know, we were worried about in the summer that they might not get to make those kind of memories and might not get to experience that. But uh, but uh, it was uh, we were blessed to, to have a good run that we did with with football and um, you know. And here in the last couple months, uh, you know, we got our basketball and, and uh, wrestling programs going, and, and um, you know, just trying to stay one step ahead of everything with with everything that's going on with COVID and all that stuff. So.
1: Now, of course, we're hanging out with the athletic director and the head football coach, Chad Lepard, of course, over there at, of course, uh, well, that's going to be Gilbert, the Indians, winning a region championship, and you've heard that a lot on the show tonight, we've got a lot of region champs and even a state champion team from here to there, now, coach, that being said, uh, you you look at all the things that have gone through, and of course, today was, uh, and I think this was a proud moment in high school sports across South Carolina, when you saw that 50 to nothing vote come out there it was almost like winning the Super Bowl for me and, and all of us here on Southern Sports Central because that's a rarity for it to come up and not one person not one voted against it and all of them went with it to say hey the spring's got to be a thing for high school football you're an athletic director so you know you can either put on your football coaching hat or your athletic director visor coach it's up to you but your thoughts on all the big things that of course came out today.
12: Well, I, I think that was a win for all our kids. You know, we, we the big thing is whether you're a spring sport, winter sport, fall sport, you know, you, we're wanting to, to get back to some normalcy. And uh, I think that was a big step today toward moving towards that. Um, you know, I, I think one of the arguments that uh, the league made was, well, uh, winter sports didn't get an open season this year. Uh, spring sports didn't get an open season this year. So they were just going to chop fall sports as well. But if you go back around, you know, fall sports – we didn't get an open season last year, which leads into our season. So, you know, it's kind of – it's time to reset that, uh, in my opinion, and, and that's what they did. And I think that was the general consensus or, well, the general feeling amongst everyone in the state is um, we, we need to move forward and, and moving forward is getting these kids prepared for next year. You know, we want next year to be a little bit closer to normal. Uh, and, and I think that's the first step is – is, is getting to fall sports. And, of course, football, yeah, I'm a football coach, and I'm, I'm going to be excited to have spring practice. I'm going to be excited to maybe be able to put uh, pads on our guys. There's, that, there's, you know, there's really not any – that's football's factor in it. There's not a lot of opportunities for kids to go outside of high school sports and, and actually put pads on and practice. Yes, there's, you know, some seven-on-seven leagues that, that's popping up, and there's, and there's the trainers and stuff that do things, and there's camps. But very few of those. Uh, are going to be full pads, and, and so that's something unique to our sport uh, that that we we will be able to do with our kids to help them become fundamentally better and, and prepare our teams. And um, so I, I think that's, that just separates football a little bit from some of the others, and uh, you know, and, and it's a win for all our all our fall sports as well. You know, the cheerleading tryouts. That's a, that's a huge thing to have that stuff be able to take place now. As opposed to in the summer of Zoom calls and things like that, like it was last year. So uh, it's, it, and you and, know, and, and if it resets the cycle, then that's going to still be a win because uh, the winter sports and the spring sports should be able to have their open seasons coming back around too. And, and so we just got to break that cycle of, of canceling everything and try to move on the best we can uh, with, with the precautions and protocols that we have in place now that I feel like. You know, we've shown that and proved that they can they can work, and, and you know, and we uh, can handle handle this situation. You know, as evidenced by the uh, football season that we just completed, and, and so forth.
1: We are now on the campus up at Gilbert, South Carolina, the region champion Indians, of course. Head football coach, athletic director, Coach Chad Leapart has joined us here for a few moments to talk a little bit about some of the headlines that have come out of the state of South Carolina high school league. And again, we want to, you know commend the the high school league for doing the right thing 15 and 0 is is like a 100 to nothing beat down we love it we like it and we want to see more of that good stuff coming at us out of all these type of meetings and coach I got to say this I've never been and I said this earlier and I'll say it probably again before I get off the air I've never been so proud of even the high school coaches for you guys and and the athletic directors to have a voice and get something going about a week or so ago but yelling really the last what 48 hours I felt like you guys did what you needed to do so that somebody heard you guys, and we were ahead of the storm, unlike I felt like we were months back when some other things kind of took place. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, I'm I'm part of the Football Coaches Association here in
12: South Carolina, and this was a topic, you know, that we saw coming and, and wanted to, uh, be ready for, you know, a couple weeks ago, and and, um, and then we actually were kind of a little bit surprised that the meeting was going to be brought forward, the, the vote on it, excuse me, was going to be brought forward to this morning, um, so that really sent everybody scrambling here in the last 48 hours on that, like you just said, and I, I know lots of coaches that reached out to, uh, you know, administrators and, and folks that represent us on the executive committee, you know, for us, our 3A uh, representative and then you know coach Beasley that represents coaches association and you know and I think you really had a, a full court press probably across the state with uh, folks reaching out um, you know to the to the people on the executive committee to you know to let them know what what our feelings were and, and I think it was pretty unanimous that we, we wanted to move forward with this uh, open season and and yeah and football is a driving force but it also again I think it it also is good for our other sports. I promise you, our volleyball coaches in Gilbert are going to be happy that they're going to be able to work with their girls this uh, uh, spring, and, and same way with our cheerleaders and all our other all our other fall sports. And, and again, it, it just you know it moves everything forward, so it's going to, it's going to allow for more opportunities for our winter and spring down the line as well.
1: Coach, I love the fact that you do this, and we do this as well. We don't just talk football. We do, of course, love on the volleyball and the cheerleading and everything in the fall because you don't just open the door for one sport. It's all the sports in that three- or four-month window. So there's a lot of growth happening. And like you said, and I think a lot of people miss that window, is that y'all were hit with this last year. Y'all didn't have a spring practice. And it showed, by the way, midway through the season with a lot of these young men and women not up to the, you know, I would say the shape that they normally used to be in it. it. had to rely on camps around the country just to go get a workout yeah. in. It. And that's sometimes a good thing. Not always, because at least when they're on your campus, you can kind of control some of the things that they see, do, and, and are supposed to do. Now, Coach, let me ask you this. There is always going to be the, we did this last year, do we do it this year conversation? And that is with the playoffs. That's with the season starting later. What's your thoughts on any of the hats you want to put on or just a fan of the game of high school football, but do you like well, starting a little later? Uh, you
12: know, we can start later, but I'd like to uh, finish later then, if that's the case, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to take yes, away sir. opportunities for for our kids to, to get to play. Um, you know, a Friday night is, is special, not just for the, the kids on the uh, football field, but everybody else involved from the – abandon the the cheerleaders to the entire community especially at our place it's a big deal for for everybody that that friday night so if we start taking that away or limiting that then yeah i'm not in favor of that um well you know it it is definitely hot in august i mean we know we know that um but we also have a lot of precautions there in place to to deal with the heat we have the wet bulb you know and and we've also limited practices as far as you know, you don't have all the two a days in August like you used to, or three a days. That you don't, you don't have that anymore. Um, uh, you know, we we the pads. You know, we, not everybody's in full pads all the time. In fact, we hardly ever put on full pads at Gilbert. Um, you know, so th- there's a lot of things that, that we've done. I think to kind of uh, make things safer for our athletes to to be able to play
9: in, in August.
12: this. And um, you know, so if we posted that stuff. They think it also eliminates if we don't if we don't push the, the state championship back and and North South and Shriners and all that if we don't do that then we're kind of uh on ourselves in a corner uh, you know paint ourselves in a corner with uh, you know other things that may arise if you got that locked in ten game schedule like it's being talked about well you know on the coast we'll have stuff with we'll have hurricanes every year we have cancellations and stuff with storms and. You lose a little bit of that flexibility if you if you do that. I, I, I like having a week zero and that bye week during the season because it does provide some flexibility and um, you know in a bye week is sometimes uh, I, I tell you
0: ever since we've been doing that
12: I, I don't mind having a bye week in the middle of the season and kind of regroup on things and get some people healthy and uh, you know maybe go over some things that you that you that you need to but maybe it's not as pressing during game week because you got other things you're focusing on. This is it, I think it's a good thing so. Um, I, I, I would, I would want to, you know, keep our 10 games, uh, in, in 11 weeks that we've been operating on. I, I would like to keep that. And then as far as playoffs go, um, you know, I really believe we, we need to, uh, keep four, four teams qualifying for the playoffs and not just football. I think for all sports, um, you know, it's, I think that's a opportunity again, an opportunity that we don't want to take away. I, I think we can find Examples of where lower seeds have won. Um, I know, you know, right here close to us, Saluda High School was a three seed um, last year and ended up winning the state championship. And under our system now, they wouldn't have made the playoffs, you know. So think about that one. Spring uh, Manetta mm-hmm. last year was also like a three seed and ended up playing for the state, um, and and they wouldn't have made the playoffs with this this two two uh, team format that we have right now. So I think you got examples like that, and then. You know, there's other things, too. I mean, even if you're a four seed and, you know, it still means something to those kids. They made the playoffs. They accomplished something. And, uh, and maybe they get to go travel and, and play one of the top teams in the state. And they, and they might get beat, but, you know, they get to go uh, have that experience of, of traveling to, you know, maybe a big-time atmosphere somewhere and play playing. You know, and I, I've talked with coaches before, and, and this it might sound crazy, but – uh you know, I was talking with a coach earlier today at our coaches association meeting and they talked about they were a four and they had to play. I, I can't remember whether it was, Myrtle Beach or somebody like that, but they went down there and, you know, and let the kids, took the kids out on the beach earlier in the, that afternoon before the game. And like half the team had never been to the beach before. So, you know, there, there's experiences and things like that that I, I think having that expanded playoffs gives our kids that, that we that we want for them. And, um so I, I think it needs to stay that way as far as uh, four four teams qualify for the playoffs. And, you know, one of the things they say, well, you can still get an 11th game, you know, if you don't make it like we did this year. The plan was this year. Well, there's a couple problems with that, I think. And I think we saw them this year. Um, some of the teams, once the playoffs was over, uh, they didn't want to play that extra game because maybe it didn't have a lot of meaning. Maybe it would if they could find a rival to play, but maybe the rival that they were going to play did make the playoffs, and so it didn't work out. And just to play somebody playing a game maybe didn't have that same meaning to it. And, and I think a lot, of, a lot of teams this year just kind of wrapped things up once the season was over and didn't bother playing that extra game, um, you know, maybe because it technically didn't mean anything. Well, uh, you know, those non-region games before the season, sometimes they technically don't mean anything, but they're still part of the process that you know, that, that we're getting better so that we can be playing our best at the end of that non region schedule, so that when we get in the region where the games do determine whether we have playoffs or not, we're playing our best football. It's all a process of getting better. Throwing a that game that don't mean anything at the end of the season, um, I, I think that's you know, kids they they, they know, you know, that, that game doesn't mean anything for sure then. And um so I, I don't I don't like that idea, that concept of of uh, putting an extra – you can play the extra game at the end of the season if you don't make the playoffs. We so put four teams in the playoffs, and, and uh, let's let's do with what we've been doing, you know, before this year. And that's my that's
1: kind of my thoughts on it. Good to say. I like the thoughts as well, Coach. I didn't really understand that last game. If you didn't make the playoffs, it was uh, – I, uh, I, I just leave it right there because I don't want to upset anybody's feelings. But I, I'm with you on what you just said, Coach, and I want to say this. Please encourage, invite, and, and let us have – uh, some of your young ballers, and it doesn't matter what sport, by the way, because we're we're an all-in type of show here, and it doesn't matter whether you play baseball, softball, or basketball, or whatever, we'd love to have your athletes, uh, your student-athletes on our show, but keep doing what you're doing up there. You're winning region championships. You're doing it big at Gilbert, and we're just proud to have the Indians on our show tonight. Appreciate you having us on here. Uh, always,
12: always excited to talk about the Gilbert Indians, for sure.
1: You got it, Coach. God bless you, your family. Y'all stay safe. And we'll talk to you off the air. Thanks again, Coach. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. There you go. We're not done. Don't go anywhere. We're not done. We're heading to May River. Oh, yes, we are. Over in Bluffton, South Carolina. Let's give this coach an introduction. Why not? And like that, we head to Bluffton, South Carolina. It is for a football main river. The Sharks come swimming in to finish off tonight's big-time broadcast with Coach Rodney Summers. Coach, good evening. Hey, good evening, guys.
10: Appreciate you having
1: me on. I do appreciate it. Now, we are going to extend this uh, a table conversation, if you know what I mean, because I wanted to get you back with me on Monday night because of time constraints of uh, not as much time as we'd like to get in here with you. But... Uh, again, Monday night, if you got time on Monday, I want to pencil you in for 30 solid minutes and talk a lot of things because, first of all, man, May River, great football down there, and I've had a lot of your players on our show. Uh, I know one of the gentlemen that trains a lot of the guys at your school along with some other guys down there at some other schools. But, uh, first of all, thanks again for being a part of our show here tonight.
10: I appreciate you having me, and uh, just listening to some of the guys talk before, I think we all kind of got the same uh... – Same kind of frame of mind going, you know, from what happened today.
1: Yeah, you're pretty excited, though, 15 to nothing vote. I said it before, man. It's like winning the Super Bowl. I felt a little bit like Tom Brady today with uh, that vote that came out because it's very rare when they vote for anything to be unanimous. But for this to be on the table, and not one person said, nay, everybody said, yeah, let's do this. Let's go play some spring football or spring sports because it's not just football, but it's everybody – Uh, that uh, plays in the fall, of course, that would be uh, an opportunity to practice in the spring.
10: Yeah, I know I had a little knee-jerk reaction when I first heard, you know, that they were going to not have spring ball or push it back to June. And um, So I think the high school league also had a knee-jerk reaction, you know, as well. So I'm glad it got turned, and we're excited that we can get out there. And, and, you know, even though we'll have kids participating in spring sports, we've got a lot of faces to uh, try to replace. Um, on both sides of the ball. So it's going to give us a chance to work with some of the younger guys that, that aren't involved in spring and, and just, uh, you know, get some – hopefully find some depth and uh, find some guys to step up and that are going to be able to play because we're losing quite a few guys that uh, have been the backbone to the May River Sharks last, you know, five years.
1: But I can tell you one thing you have done, Coach. You've made the playoffs. You've got a five-star football field over there, man. i tell you what, I'm quite jealous. we got to make a trip down there uh, – here hopefully very soon once these restrictions kind of pull back and things are a little safer uh, and and get the chance to meet you guys and get a tour of this campus. Man, I've heard so many great things of what you guys are doing. Uh, What's your thoughts of possibly, and you've heard me with some of these coaches, uh, kind of uh, a short version of do you like having a a season starting after Labor Day? Because you're kind of down there in a seasonal area down in Beloved in Buford, of course, Hilton Head in that area. There's a lot of uh, tourism, I would imagine, in certain pockets, But your thoughts of starting after Labor Day and and, and your thoughts of uh, the playoffs? Yeah,
10: I, I I don't you know I want to start regular and and you know like we have and not push it back at all and um, you know we do have kids that that are you know obviously and uh, families that are involved in the you know tourism uh, trades and things like that but um, our kids that uh, and families understand that you know we're here to to work and and our guys put forth that you know effort in all season and, and they know kind of the schedule and we got away from that routine this year and and really with, with restrictions and guidelines that the district put on over top of what the high school league had you know we were way behind uh not starting until um you right. know,
3: mid-july
10: going into august uh, so um i'm just excited we can get out and do something earlier and, and get started uh sooner rather than later
1: yeah, again, guys, if y'all don't know, down there in Beaufort County, these guys were hit a little harder than most counties across the state of South Carolina. They were one of, the, if not the last, one of the last that started uh, practicing or getting to practice and getting in uh, to the swing of things when it came to Friday Night Lights. Uh, and, again, I, y'all did a great job. You made the playoffs, like I mentioned. You got a chance to play on that brand-new field over there, which I love the colors and just everything that you guys are doing down there, of course, uh, at May River. And, of course, the Sharks are – looking to have another big season coming up coach when you put it all together though were you able to to at least i I guess see this as an opportunity for the coaches association and all of you guys to say look look what we do when we do this together we talk about team for our football team but today i felt like the team was our high school coaches together everybody achieving more and really you know it it gave you guys all the animation you know all the momentum going into this conversation this morning
10: yeah, I was sitting in the office yesterday and my AD came in and, and we were discussing things and uh and survey came up for him to, to answer some questions that came down from, you know, the region uh, directors. And it was uh, a full-on uh, blitz from, um, you know, everybody to, to try to make sure this thing, uh, you know, got, over, you know, not, I guess, voted our way and for the coaches, for the players and, and, uh, for the you know for all fall sports uh, for that matter not just football but everybody to to get back to some normalcy and kind of what everybody's been saying so just uh you know just excited that it that it did go through today.
1: Well, we're looking to get back to some football practice in the spring and of course the Sharks will be doing it down there in Bluffton, South Carolina May Rivers head football coach wrapping up our coaches show here tonight Coach Rodney Summers, Coach again I'll let Eugene or myself or somebody here in the office get with you and uh, set everything up to get you back with us either on Monday or Wednesday, you tell me you know what time best fits for you because there's a handful of things I want to get with you but I don't want to start uncovering uh, things or peeling the onion back and run out of time because there's a lot of ballers down there that I need to get some recognition to so Uh, coach, I appreciate the time tonight. Yeah. Love to get those guys to
10: recognition. I look forward to getting with you guys and, uh, doing that
1: next week. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. God bless you, coach. And thanks again for hanging out tonight. Yes, sir. All right. There you go, guys. And that'll wrap up our coaches show. Look at that. I tell you what, we went from one, two, three, four, five. to this side of the state to the other side of the state, Eugene, man, I know we don't have it about four minutes left, but, uh, I want to say to you, thank you very much for working. Uh, you know, you're kind of like the wizard of Oz back there behind the glass, putting all the stuff on Twitter. You, you reached out throughout the night with these coaches, you know, it's a full blown operation, but it, it has been a successful night. One of our best nights. And I've enjoyed talking to so many incredible coaches across the great state of South Carolina.
2: I agree. And I can't wait to uh, finish the conversation with coach Summers. I know he had, uh, some family things today. We want to send out our player, our prayers uh, to his right. family and his mom. Uh, and I look forward to it because, you know, the conversation is still going. You know, we had Coach Jim Bob over at North Augusta wanted to join us today. But today was the uh, only day they could fit in their uh, end-of-year uh, football banquet. Hard, hard to believe, but, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. And they had to schedule it when they could, but he wanted to be a part of the show as well. Uh, but need to do that and recognize some seniors and guys and family members and community they did so well for the North Augusta program. Uh And so definitely looking forward to continuing the conversation with these guys. It's been a, a heck of a ride the past, you know, 48 hours after we found out, you know, what those coaches found out. And like so many said, it was kind of a a, a almost like a blindside type thing. And uh, we were glad to, you know, put that out there. And, you know, if we played a small part in unifying these guys and getting that information out, then, you know, I feel like we did a good job because at the end of the day, you know, we're looking out for these athletes, and spring just means so much for so many who don't understand football. You know, it comes from college evaluations to the underclassmen getting a chance to move up and become leaders and things like that, and coaches to do install, you know, like Coach Summers just said. So, um, you know, if we were a small part of that, then, uh, you know, that's, then we were put here for a reason just to do that, and we're, we're blessed for the opportunity to have that uh, position.
1: Yeah, and I'll and I echo what you said, Eugene. Again, uh, Coach Summers, uh, we, we, we do send out our, our prayers to you and your family. We know you got a lot going on. We we're so glad you had a chance to catch up, even for a few moments. But tabling the conversation to Monday night uh, where you'll join us, of course, uh, we're going to go to North Augusta. We'll hear from their coach. We're also going to talk to, uh, well, a coach out of Shepherd University, uh, Coach Thomas, who, of course, uh, grew up not too far down the road from me in Myrtle Beach. He went to Myrtle Beach High School, but now he's a coach over there uh, at Shepherd University, of course, uh, that's in Shepherdstown, uh, by God, West Virginia, and uh, he'll be hanging out with us as well. So a lot of coaches are, are coming through this time of year, and so many coaches have come through tonight. I want to quickly give a shout out to the coaches that did join us here tonight. We started off in North Myrtle Beach with Coach Matt Real. Of course, David Shelton from the Post Courier jumped in there. Uh, we had, of course, uh, C.E. Murray's Coach Smitty jump in. Coach Durham from Andrews, Coach Walford from Northwestern, Coach. Uh, Coach Scott over there from uh, Westside. Scott Early joined us all the way from Westside. Of course, uh, Coach Curtis from AC Flora. Coach uh, Leppert, he is also the athletic director along with a few other coaches here tonight, double duties as well, but he's out of uh, Gilbert. And of course, you just heard from May River's on Coach Summers. So, so many great conversations, so many great opinions. I mean, every coach came in and they really gave us different perspective, a few echoes of similars, but yet a little different. And we'll kind of... Uh, put this thing all together we'll digest it here tonight and we'll talk more about it on Monday night because that's the next time Eugene and myself will be back on Southern Sports Central we encourage you coaches if you're listening I don't care if you're an assistant coach the head coach you know hey if you're a a, a, a wife of a coach come on in let's talk football here on Southern Sports Central because you ladies are really the real heroes in high school Friday night lights because you're with them with the wins and the losses and everything in between so uh, I want to thank the coaches and their families tonight for taking time away from their families to be a part of our show and our vision. And we encourage athletes across the state of South Carolina and anywhere else across the world, come on in and hang out. This is Southern Sports Central and only Southern Sports Central on Blog Talk Radio. On behalf of Eugene Benton, I'm Richie Alvin. This has been a Southern Sports Central Radio production. Guys, we'll be back again Friday morning with Brandon Visco-Bing, and that is Sports unlimited guys and until then at seven o'clock kickoff for brandon we'll see you right here on southern sports central monday night at six o'clock guys god bless and take care